This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Construction there as well. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market this week at Whole Foods Market. Get 20% off sustainable wild-caught previously frozen Chilean sea bass through April 12th, plus an extra 10% off for Prime members while supplies last. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, it's Thursday, April 15th. Good morning, Kathy. By the way, you can get the Chilean sea bass, uh, sea bass through April 20th. Not oh, that's 12th. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this just in breaking news. Breaking, well, because I said 12th, it's the 15th. I'm like, that doesn't make any Our sense lead story. Yeah. <laughs> sea bass. <laughs> sea bass of deal extended. Still available. Yeah. We go now to our... Uh, reporter at the fish hatchery. Listen, if I don't say that, I'm going to get an email. So now All they've right. gotten a really good sponsorship. All right, okay, go. good morning. In the news this morning, uh, this is actually a terrible story. Another morning. Every morning I come in, there's some sort of shooting in yeah. the news. A father was killed and his son and another man were seriously injured after after multiple uh, gunmen opened fire in southwest Philadelphia. It happened at 730 yesterday near 53rd Street and Baltimore Avenue. Police said a six-year-old boy was riding in the car with his 28-year-old father and another man in his 30s when the shooting occurred. The car was struck by bullets at least 12 times, police say. The man in his 30s was able to get out of the vehicle and flag down police. Police believe the boy's father was driving the vehicle when he was shot. Investigators said he tried to drive away, but ultimately crashed into several parked cars near the shooting scene. The 28-year-old father was taken to the hospital, where he was pronounced dead at about 9 p.m. So for 2020, we had uh, just 499, not just, we were almost at 500, they had this big um, uh, commissioner outlaw was there and they had all these uh, people from the FBI and they were talking about how they're going to try to mitigate this yeah. this year. But they say right now we're on track to exceed 600 murders in the city of Philadelphia, which would be an all time record. And it's wow. higher than New York City. Higher than New York City. Wow. Yeah, it's terrible. The six-year-old boy who was shot twice and the other man were taken to the hospital in critical condition. The boy was conscious and crying at the time, police said. He underwent surgery and is now listed in stable condition. Uh, he is expected to survive, police said. I try, I try to think of living in a scenario where we've had a gentleman who, who works here in the building <clears throat> talked about last summer being out with his son at Arita's Water Ice, and he's there, and a car pulls up, and shots ring out, oh. and mm-hmm. a guy gets murdered feet from him. Mm. It's, it's like, oh, my God, it's got to be horrible to live that way. Police are still investigating what sparked the gunfire. No arrests have been made. Police are looking for multiple suspects, possibly driving a white vehicle. Anyone with information about this incident is asked to contact police, and you can call anonymously at 215-686-TIPS. One of the six women who developed an extreme, rare, severe type of blood clot linked to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is from Pennsylvania. According to ABC News, the woman was identified by health officials as a 26-year-old who is overweight. The New Jersey Health Department confirmed that the woman who was hospitalized in New Jersey is a resident of Pennsylvania. Health officials say so far six cases out of the more than 7 million who received the one-dose vaccine have discovered the rare symptom. The FDA and the CDC announced Tuesday that they will pause the use of the single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine after the woman developed the rare blood, after women developed the rare blood clots about two weeks after the vaccine was administered. The vaccine will remain in limbo for a while longer after government health advisors advisors declare Wednesday uh, that they need more evidence to decide if a 
handful of unusual blood clots were linked to the shot, and if so, how big the risk really is. The J&J cases are now under investigation. Uh, they're all women younger than 50 years old. Also, a 25-year-old man experienced a similar clot during U.S. testing of J&J's vaccine, something the government scrutinized at the time but could not link to the shot. In all likelihood, the risk is probably not very big, and overall, it probably is doing far more good than bad, but... Uh, the amount of bad press that this J and J shot it is really getting—it's just—I it, it, feel bad because like they're trying their best, you know, and they're, they, what they're really trying to do is help as many people as possible. But they're—they're they're just getting one bad press story after another. Well, well another thing too is that um, they're saying that we're okay in the United States because we have the two other options. Yeah, other countries yeah. don't, yep, that's it. and they're waiting on mm-hmm. this one as totally. the variants multiply. Listen, you know, it's making it worse uh, the, for the uh, the level of effectiveness on the vaccines that we have in this shorter time. It's a miracle. Sure. So uh, it's an amazing thing, and the fact that they caught it, they just want to check it out and see what. The the story is i know but, yeah but anybody, but anybody on the fence right now like anybody that was on right. the fence like i talked to somebody away. a couple of weeks ago who i don't know where he's getting his news from but he's like none of it's fda approved and i'm like yeah it is and we wouldn't be out there if it wasn't fda approved well it's actually not. it's actually not fda approved it, no, it's an they, emergency they it's it's approved. It, all, any of, none them. of it's, them it's emergency approved it's emergency yeah. yeah. by who by the F- it's emergency approved by the FDA, but it's not a Clear. standard vaccine yeah. a- approval. approval yeah. Right, it'll get there, um, but right now it's an emergency approval. So if you want to draw a line like that, your friend technically is correct. Well, yeah, I'm on the other side of the yeah. Well, it was approved by the FDA. I'm not arguing emergency with you. approved, yeah. Yeah. but like it's still approved yeah, by. You, I, so I was talking to a friend of mine who's a scientist, and he actually said the exact same thing to me. He goes, "Well, technically, it's not FDA approved," but I had asked him. I said. Which one are you getting? And he was like, I'm getting whatever I can get. He said, when you, if you can get it on the schedule, I mean, if you can get, you know, you get a, an appointment, just take it no matter what it is. But I'm like, yeah, but I'm probably not going to pick Johnson & Johnson, you know, even though That's you're right. the likelihood you, listen, is probably. Yeah, you you make your educated. I would prefer not to get COVID. So I'm getting, I got <laughs> yeah. my vaccines. Yeah. So, so, I mean, but I waited out, present all the data, yeah. let everyone know that there's issues. Listen, there are issues every year with people reacting badly to the flu vaccine. People die every year taking aspirin who have a bad reaction. This is why you see the litany of possible side effects. You say, okay, I don't want... This thing will help prevent fire coming out of my ass. I don't want that, but there's a chance I might have this. I'm, I'll, I'll weigh the odds. I think I'm going to take it. And that's what I think, you know, the, the stuff is performing very well. Fire out of your ass would be a great party trick, man. That, <laughs> that would be, be great. All right. All right. You made me rethink that. <laughs> you know, some yeah, of the symptoms. I know. That is actually cool now that it came out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. but what party, if I could fly. Right, right. All right, but there is some good news. The historic Yay. Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia is bringing back tours and opening a beer garden after oh. a tough year due to the COVID-19 okay. pandemic. This is great because actually when the prison first opened, they had a beer garden. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Kelly, the senior vice president of the historic site, said since 1994, every year has been more popular than the year before it until the pandemic hit, obviously. According to 6ABC, more than one-third of museum employees in Philadelphia are no longer working as a result of lost revenue uh-huh. because of the pandemic. The numbers dropped drastically from around 2,000 employees in January of 2020 to about 1,000 by September. Terror behind the walls. The haunted attraction didn't open last year. Kelly said that that 
that attraction has been the financial backbone of the eastern state for 30 years. As a result of lost revenue, 40% of the staff was laid off. So to make up for the lost revenue, the historic site will be implementing night tours as the weather gets warmer, along with beer garden. It's how they said that uh, people who spent about a year locked up in their own homes didn't want to go check out a prison. prison. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> the penitentiary. Yeah, that's so. You mean people live like this? <laughs> the penitentiary's baseball field will be turned into the Fair Chance Beer Garden. Eastern State has partnered with Triple Bottom Brewery to make the beer garden possible. Summer Twilight will be extended hours for the penitentiary running Thursday through Saturday evenings from May 7th through September 4th. In addition, during the night tours, Mural Arts Philadelphia co-commissioned with Eastern State for a new digital artist installation to be projected onto the outside of the penitentiary. In sports this morning... The Sixers beat the Brooklyn Nets 123 to 117 last night in South Carolina. Joel Embiid had 39 points and 13 rebounds. The Sixers improved to 38 and 17 and moved into first place in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> the Nets played without James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Blake Griffin. The Sixers I heard they did it. <laughs> they did. Yeah, okay. Yes. Where'd you hear that? I just heard it somewhere. <laughs> We've got to record Nick at that same volume on that same piece of equipment going. They didn't do it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the Sixers are back at it tomorrow night with game at home against the LA Clippers. Tip off will be at seven o'clock. The Flyers will look to end their two-game losing streak when they play the Penguins tonight in Pittsburgh. The puck drops at 7 o'clock. The Phillies lost to the Mets 5-1 last night in Queens. David Peterson matched a career high with 10 strikeouts in six innings and James McCann hit his first home run with the Mets. The series wraps up this afternoon and Zach Eflin will get the start. Game time is scheduled for 12-10 and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. Uh, The good things that we have planned for you are going to pave the way for a wonderful Thursday, I hope anyway, but we do have some money to give away. The Money Clip Contest, of course, is happening at 8 and 10 a.m. Your chance to win $500. That's first and foremost. What? The union won last night. I just wanted to get that in there. I wrote it in there sports. There was another story, and it was on a second page on my <sighs> thing. And we, I we had the it. union guy on yesterday. I don't want to upset the union fans. Sorry. I wrote it. Kathy messed it up. It's not my fault. <laughs> they won. They did. Okay. Win. Are they selling sea bass at this? Uh, uh, at the, uh, until the 20th? No, yes. that's at Whole Foods. Oh, that's oh, at Whole Foods. Right. <laughs> Apparently, there's been an extension on the availability of fish. Primarily sea bass. <laughs> <laughs> and the union one. And the union one. We got the guns, fishermen. All right. So, a couple other things. We have a, we have a lot of guests on the show today. It's going to be really really cool. Number one, Bill Burr will yeah. be on the program. Bill has got a show coming up in Atlantic City. And it's not till September, but we're going to talk to him now, which is great. We'll talk to Bill Burr anytime, man. So he's going to be on uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. We also have Haley Orentia, who is from the Goldbergs. Love her. They, they yeah. have Wawa Week yeah. on the Goldbergs. Yeah, and she's been here before. She has. She's and outstanding. Wa- I love her to death. Yeah. And also Wawa always figures prominently in the Goldbergs. We also have Bob freaking Saga. Yeah! And Bob, I got an alert on my phone to my Twitter account. <laughs> Pre, it must have been like five fifteen or something yeah. like that, and it, it was him tweeting about his being on the show this morning. Oh, Dude uh-huh. is is 
Is he on the East Coast? I don't think it's a crazy so. Crazy early riser, or he stayed up late last night. I don't know what the deal was, or somebody was That's working cool. his Twitter account. Marissa. So on our Twitter account, I put a little schedule of the day, and I was looking. I was like, wait, Bob Saget's on at ten. He tweeted out he's at seven, so he must be on the West Coast. Yeah, because he said he'd be on our show at seven ish. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, right. Bob together. promoting it, which is which cool. Is awesome. Yeah, and, and Bob he followed us too. Ooh. That's excellent. We love Bob. He's going to be at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City, and that show is actually <laughs> coming up this weekend, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah the seventeenth, wow. whatever that is. All right. Two days from today. So we, yeah, we'll uh, well that Saturday. So we'll talk to him uh, later on this morning. And we also have a gentleman named Andrew Fazekas, who is from National Geographic and the Night Sky. It's Jeff, National Geographic Backyard Guide to the Night Sky, which is available now. And uh, I'm sure he's got some very cool things to point out. This is the kind of stuff we talk about where yeah. people, have, I, like I've gotten back into uh, astronomy and telescopes and all that stuff. And this is exactly for the person who has a telescope sitting in their backyard, how they get into it, what they look for, all ah, that stuff. Yeah. I love it. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll have all these people to talk to and many other things to dive into as the day Rolls out before us. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. That entertainment report and stupid question are on the way when we get back. We'll return shortly. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so stupid question, prize, pair of tickets to see Steve Trevino, Punchline Philly. That is tomorrow night at 9.30. Uh, I saw, I was looking for a stupid question uh, this morning, and I saw a picture of this. Don't say what it is. I saw a picture of oh, this. Oh, okay. okay. So it made me think of this question. Uh-huh. What should you forget about for a moment? Okay. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you are in tune to the Preston and Steve vibes. What should you forget about for a moment? 215-263-WMMR. All right, I'm going to go through some birthdays today. It's not really much of a trivia question, but anyhow. It's fun, like it. though. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, April 15th, we will start with uh, singer-musician Dave Edmonds. I like Dave Edmonds. Is 77. I do, too. Yeah. Um, there was a song he had back in the 80s called Slippin' Away that I really, really like. It's a really good song. And he is, when Pierre does the um, uh, Here Come the Weekend yeah. song yeah, 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 on Friday, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Dave Edmonds. And he's got a... Uh, little he's, rockabilly. Yeah, rockabilly, and he's... He was a kind of a behind-the-scenes guy with a, a lot of music, too. He's a songwriter, and uh, I always dug him. Uh, Dave Edmonds turns 77 years old today. Uh, Seth Rogen oh. has a birthday. Yes, he's ben the guy that I asked the Ben come to known as question. We have to. He Is was. there uh, some of the, uh, 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 you know, just improv that you have been known to, uh, been come to known as? <laughs> Uh, we have all been there. That's why uh, it's a collective pain we share. Like when I, 
<laughs> when I was in the middle, Preston, of that interview with uh, t- uh, who was it, Casey? It was uh, I don't even. Uh, re- oh, uh, okay, I forget. When now. you forgot who it was, who you thought it was. What? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. completely. And we happened to have the interview had just come out of the blue. We forgot it had been scheduled, so uh, I had no sheet in front of me. <laughs> I had nothing, no visual cue. I'm like, how do I act? Shy of saying, who are you? (laughs) By the way, my favorite uh, reference to that legendary question that I asked Seth Rogen was, I think it was my 50th birthday, and you guys went around, you got video. Oh, yeah. No, it was, was it was that we, the station was being or the show was being awarded. Yes, yes. Yeah. We, we did that thing downtown and uh, yeah. uh, Drew spoke at it. It was great. Yeah, so you guys went and had or the the, the, yeah. the powers that be, whoever made that video for us, went around to various local <laughs> notables awesome. and yeah. had them repeat <laughs> that question. It was hilarious. Believe it or not, I think that might have been Man About Town's idea. Oh, that's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's funny. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> uh, we we held on to that for weeks because I was like, you know, like it. it, it the, Casey knew. I knew that you weren't going to be happy with it. He, yeah. he he had it, and he was like, oh, "We can't. Was, we can't play it." He, the, he's going to be yeah. so mad. The moment I said it, I'm like, oh, <laughs> he looked at me. He was, was like, "Oh my god!" I was so mad at myself. <laughs> I just, the brain wasn't working. Is I, there uh, some of the? Uh, 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 you know, just improv that well, you have been known, to, uh, been come to known as. That's actually cut down. This is the original. And oh, no. uh, Seth, an observant <laughs> report: Is there uh, some of the, uh, 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 you know, just improv that you have been known, to, uh, been come to known as? Uh, you guys get to work with that. Oh, <laughs> you guys get to work. But with he that. answered you like he, like oh, he was good. Oh, we yeah. had to give him some credit because he was like, "Oh, this poor guy. Let me answer him." <laughs> Happy birthday, Seth Rogen. <laughs> 39 today. By the way, producer of The Boys. Yeah. So, uh, yes. All right. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, he brought, I, you know what? He I brought remember, that project to Amazon Prime. I didn't know that. And yeah. I, I remember him being in a short clip where they're interviewing. Yeah, yeah. He's doing the story of one of the characters. Right, right, right. Uh, from The Boys. I did not know he was one of the producers. I can't wait till that show comes oh, back. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. He's 39 today. Emma Thompson. Love her. Fantastic actress. Yes. Um, and a bunch of stuff. Uh, Love Actually, she's in. Uh, Harry Potter, she's in that world. She's in, I think, one of the uh, the the great, quiet, brilliant acting performance with with Anthony Hopkins as well. Remains of the Day. I don't know if you've ever seen oh, yeah. it. I never have. It is it is a desperate non romance romance. <laughs> yeah, I took a date to see that movie. <laughs> That was the only date we yeah. went on. <laughs> Back in there was lots of magic, Mike. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. She's sixty-two, and we'll stay in the Harry Potter realm because it's Emma Watson's birthday uh, today. Hey, Emma's. Uh, Emma Watson is thirty-one. Yeah, uh, Beauty and the Beast, and has, has she's pulled back from uh, her acting career she has. for a while. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast, I love. I love it's, that yeah. whole movie. I love her performance. I love everything about it. Um, a lot of those movies are. The live action versions are good, and then some they they kind of missed the mark. But that one I think was was really good. Um, yeah. Harry Potter has never gone away. Ever since it hit the no, scene, no, it is, no it is, should it. It always has had an audience. It now currently has an audience with my children. Are they are they loving it? Absolutely. And uh, as a matter of fact, we have all taken a test to see which uh, house we're in. I'm oh, a Gri- I'm a Gryffindor. Good. Is there still some of the spells that they've been come to know as? <laughs> No, but the the uh, it is so magical, and and when you talk about Preston, about tonally through all those films, the, uh, the word that comes to mind is whimsy. Yeah. You know that there's just yeah. you can get lost in that world. I don't want to believe that world doesn't exist. I know. So for my purposes, it's real. 
Uh, she's 31 today. Uh, Amy Wright, uh, Steve, she was in The Deer Hunter. Yes. Uh, and The Accidental Tourist, and that's all I have on my You'd list. recognize her. Yeah, she's 71 today. Linda Perry, the singer and songwriter, she was uh, four non-blonde. She wrote this song. Great uh, song. What's Up. And was with, who was she with? Um, she was married to oh, um, the God, gal okay. from Roseanne. Yes. Uh, Sarah Gilbert. Sarah yes, Gilbert. Sarah Gilbert. Yeah, for a little while. She was they, married to Roseanne. They split up. She was married yes. to Roseanne. No. <laughs> they split up. Uh, and But she's one of those behind-the-scenes songwriters. She's behind a, a lot of hits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's sort of a hit machine. Uh, 56 years old today. And then the last birthday, well, actually two birthdays, because Nick just pulled one up that I didn't know. It's Tom Wilson's birthday. Oh. Biff. <laughs> from uh, the Back to the Future series. And he's always a great guest. We've had him by a couple of times. Radnor High School. Yeah. He went to Radnor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew he was local. I forgot about that. Uh, Tom's great. Uh, we'd love to talk to him uh, sometime down the road. So His, happy birthday to Tom. Uh, the, as older Biff, I think he that's sort of a tour de force in, yes. the, in the second also one. Also as Griff. G- yes, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And who was uh, in the third? What was his? Buford. Buford. (laughs) All right. Uh, So he's uh, turning older. I don't know his age, but happy birthday to Ben. He's apparently aging. Uh, how old was 50, he? Uh, 62. 62. Okay. Last birthday, Maisie Williams. Ah. Yep, Arya Stark uh, from Game of Thrones. Uh, One of my absolute favorite characters in that series. Does she have, there are, so if you were to put top five moments, and I'm just, I just know from an outsider's perspective, but she owns at least one of the yeah, most amazing moments, she's right? She's very, yeah. very important in the climax of the of the whole series. So uh, uh, Maisie Williams, 24 years old today. So happy birthday. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer uh, to this question. What should you forget about for a moment? And our first caller in was Johnny. So let's go to him. Hey, Johnny, good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it. Johnny, what should you forget about for a moment? It's Johnny Gabagool. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I think it was the moose. The moose. Yeah. The moose. Yes. For a moment. You are correct, Johnny. Hang on. We are going to give you a pair of tickets. See Steve Trevino, Punchline Philly, Friday, March 14th. That's tomorrow, 9.30 p.m. And tickets are on sale now. No. What? No. Oh, May 14th. <laughs> and we're off to in April. <laughs> Sorry? You said that's tomorrow, but you said March 14th. <laughs> it's May 14th. Sorry about that. And 15th is when the shows are. So uh, tickets are on sale now. Two shows each night, May 14th and 15th. Uh, the shows are indoors with reduced capacity, socially distanced tables, and masks are required unless eating or drinking. Safely, uh, Safety info and uh, tickets at punchlinephilly.com. It's 21 and over show. I think you should uh, let the listeners know who won the past few days. I think I've been saying all week long that it's this Friday. Oh, oh no. Oh, really? Yeah. So let them know. Yep. <laughs> all right. We're going to start with a story that we had mentioned yesterday as it broke. Uh, but Bachelor alum Colton Underwood is ready to speak his truth on Good Morning America he said he's the happiest and healthiest he's ever been and credits the pandemic for giving him the time to really discover his true self. He came out as gay on I love the show. Dudes. Yep. He loves to. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, that's the new one. Instead of I love you. I love dudes. It's I love dudes. I said, obviously, this year's been a lot uh, for a lot of people, and it's probably made a lot of people look themselves in the mirror and figure out who they are. You're special. And what they've been running from or what they've been putting off in their lives. For me, I've ran from myself for a long time. I've hated myself for a long time. And 
I'm gay. And that was the moment that he came out. Is that what we have a clip of? We have him, yes, announcing he's gay on right. Good Morning America. Yes. Yeah, let's play that. Here we go. I've ran from myself for a long time. I've hated myself for a long time. And I'm gay. And I came to terms with that earlier this year and have been processing it. The next step in all of this was sort of letting people know. I'm still nervous, but... Um, yeah. How about those sloppy mouth sounds? Ew, um, that's disgusting. That. However, I feel bad for him. I, yeah. I feel bad for anybody who has to live like that for so long and doesn't feel like they can actually be who they are. So much so that you went on a show where there was a bunch of women vying to... Yeah, I'm we little, talked about that. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, that, that's kind of a gray area for me. I'm with you, obviously, Kathy, on that. No question. But Having to live a lie is is, is most definitely, uh, and that should never happen. So sad. I know. I, I know. Guess, <laughs> I guess maybe he felt, you know, he, maybe this would help him nudge him in a certain direction by going on a or, show like that. Or, or like power know. the gay out of him, perhaps? Which know, is a, Which is so horrible to think that would even have to be the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so he goes on and he inv- he apologizes to Cassie Randolph, who's the woman who had at some point a restraining order entered right. the situation and, and it, be- it became contentious with them and he apologizes to her. Here we go. Were you in love with Cassie? Yes. And that only made it harder and more confusing for me. Because I obviously had an internal fight going on. I'm sorry for any pain and emotional stress I caused. I wish it wouldn't have happened the way it did. I wish that I would have been courageous enough to fix myself before I broke anybody else. And she's currently processing all that as well. Yeah. Because she has, you know, feelings she's working through. Sure. Uh, He went on to say, you know, I've known that I've been different since uh, the age of six and I couldn't process it and couldn't put my finger on what it was until high school of my freshman year when I knew I was gay. Uh, Growing up in the Catholic Church, he said, I learned uh, in the Bible that gay is a sin. And he recalled how as an athlete, the word gay was used as a negative connotation. He said, there are a lot of things where I look back and say, no wonder I held it in. Um, you know, it's pretty wild, Preston. Actually, during his edition of The Bachelor in 2009, I believe it was, Billy Eichner, the comedian, yeah. was on the show. <laughs> and he's that. there. And uh, they, they were doing, like, occasionally they bring in other people and stars to interact with The Bachelor and The Bachelorettes. And he sat down and he's he's having fun and sort of ribbing uh, Colton. And uh, do, I don't know if we have the exchange up, but this is what happens. No, no, we don't have uh, that. Uh, no, I, I am very interested in that. Yeah, yeah. Look, I've, I, Marissa's sending it over oh, right now, yeah. so we should have it any second. Uh, so this was this was on the show? Billy Eichner or? sitting next to him. On, as, as he's in the middle of The Bachelor, and that's going on, and he turns to him and, and has this exchange. Is this not criteria that you normally look for? No. The first thing I do, I'm gay. I know that's a shock, Colton. And that, I think, you should look into. Maybe you're the first gay Bachelor, and we don't even know. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Put that in your promo. See you later. <laughs> wow. Oh and you got to see his face. He's like. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, with all that, some fans of the show are calling for a same-sex season of The Bachelor with at least one tweeting that it's, quote, long overdue. Hell, again, I said there have been, been, been shows like that. I watched one or two. Bravo had one. Uh, I think it had a Western theme to it. And uh, it's it's. It's they're fun. Uh, so there have been calls for the same sex season of uh, the show, which uh, only just had its first season of a, uh, season of a black bachelor. Uh, some of those calling for gay bachelor yesterday were suggesting that it, it could it should be Underwood, but others said that it shouldn't. 
uh, after the whole Cassie Randolph, yeah. maybe him stalking thing. So there's an issue there that he's he was responsible for. <clears throat> yep. So uh, anyhow, that was big news yesterday. Yeah. Uh, a few other things to get to. As the royal family continues to mourn the loss of Prince Philip, they are finding solace in the fact that his death was very peaceful, sources tell Us Weekly. He died uh, Friday, April 9th, two months shy of his 100th birthday. Uh, he was at his, uh, I'm sorry, he was he was at his and Queen Elizabeth's Windsor Castle residence. Uh, and according to the insider, they said the whole family got a lot of comfort in knowing that he and Her Majesty got to be together in the sanctuary of Windsor Castle. Spending time with Elizabeth, communicating with other loved ones, reading and relaxing in his home environment meant everything to Philip. As we learned of Colton Underwood being gay. <laughs> Wait, that's the other sheet. <laughs> so uh, it's set, uh, the funeral is set on Saturday. Very refined and, funeral. Yeah, and all eyes, uh, one of the things people are keeping an eye on, obviously, Prince William and Harry, uh, and uh, whether or not they're going to. They have to. If they're going to, you know, kind of mend the fences. If you. <laughs> it's a good excuse to. If no. you can't, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but if you can't broker a funeral to patch up yeah. differences and at least start the conversation. Brother's got a hug. Man. Yeah. Sometimes it goes the other way. Sometimes I mean, it, it does. It can, it can get even more intense. And then then you've done something. Listen, I don't expect them to get into a fist fight no. while the funeral's going on or things like that. But they you should. Know, they should face each other, Preston, and yell out things that they like. Velociraptor. Housekeeping. <laughs> John Stamos. They may find out that they're... What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. That yeah. they're best friends and on they top didn't of the umbrellas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, is like a, this is like a Hallmark movie, Steve, right? They just uh, estranged and absolutely. they see each other. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Saturday... Except one of the brothers would be played by Candace Cameron Bure. <laughs> we'll be the... <laughs> You they give her a bold spot. She's, yeah. she's playing William. I see you're bolding on top. <laughs> However, you have delightfully perky breasts. Oh. <laughs> uh, so this will be the first time that the brothers will be face-to-face uh, since uh, Harry left uh, the UK for California. Uh, many expect the reunion to be emotional and perhaps a reminder of their shared grief when they walked behind their mother. Uh, Princess Diana's coffin in 1997. Is so, Hogwarts sending anybody? No, Hogwarts is not. The, well, I don't know. Yeah. You would think maybe. Sure. Yeah. Ron, uh, Ron goes. <laughs> some are even pegging Kate Middleton Ooh. as the potential peacemaker between the brothers. Oh, I thought you said Kate Upton. No, Middleton. Kate Middleton, I think, can do it. I love Kate Middleton. Kate Upton just shows <laughs> he up. He can do it, too. Wow! Holy bubble! No. Uh, Fortune 500 companies, A-list movie stars, filmmakers, and corporate bigwigs came together to condemn uh, Georgia's new voting restriction in an open letter that was printed in the Washington Post and the New York Times. Uh, it included a, a lot of people uh, in organizations, Netflix, Amazon, Viacom, CBS, Starbucks, Facebook, UTA, as well as celebrities such as Rooney Mara, George Clooney, Mark Ruffalo, Larry David, Josh Gad, Lee Daniels, George Lucas, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Demi uh, Lovato, Shonda Rhimes, Samuel L. Jackson, Orlando Bloom, Naomi Campbell, Jeez. business titans such as Michael Bloomberg, Scooter Braun, J.J. Abrams, uh, David Geffen, and Warren Buffett. Scooter Braun is the uh, the person that uh, Taylor Swift hates. Thank you. I was wondering yeah. who that the, was. Uh, the former uh, manager who had all the um, uh, copies of um, her her demo oh, albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She he also handled Justin Bieber for a while. Right, she went and, after him publicly on, yes. on uh, social media, and That's so he right. became vilified. Uh, so and and on Monday, Will Smith and Antoine uh, Fuqua had uh, pulled their film Emancipation out of Georgia over the rules. So everybody assigned this open letter. Uh, let me go back to people coming out. Uh, Courtney Stodden 
is coming out as non-binary. Don't plan, even do this. Plans <laughs> to use. Don't eat. No, this is when it, it, it pisses me off because it's like, are you really? She's such a pro. Or host. are you just, remember. I know. I know. I know. This is Courtney Stodden who I married know. a guy 800 years older than I, her. I thought the same thing when I saw this. And, and you know what it does? It tends to. I think it tends to rob the real compassion yep. and, and, and... That's what and, I was thinking. It, to me, it just does. From people who, 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 are, really, who are really struggling yes. with this. You so. know, God, man, let, leave her alone and don't put it on her. You know what I'm saying? I go shopping. Oh, oh no. Oh, I be popping. Oh. When I'm a-walking, oh, oh, be dropping. Oh, my God. By the way, the, brain the name of the song is Don't Put It On Me. That's yeah. why Casey said that. <laughs> This is the one that's on the uh, the boat floating down the river where she has wedding inflatables that she's... Oh, yeah, it's like a pontoon. Yeah. Yeah. Sound like There's a, a pontoon parked behind her yeah. uh, in this, in this music like video. It's a low oh, rent. She, it looks like she's either trying to be a hooker or a she's gone fishing. Yeah. So uh, she plans to use the they-them pronouns, sharing that they still don't entirely feel like they found their place in the world. She wrote on Instagram, I don't identify as he or she. Uh, I've never felt like I ever fit in anywhere. I was bullied horribly in school because I was different. Uh, the other girls never understood me. It got so bad that my mom pulled me out of school, and still I don't fit in. The actress and singer Courtney Stodden has just announced that she is gender fluid. <laughs> why, do, why am I forced to read this? Uh, it's echoing <laughs> in Buckingham Palace. It across the pond. Uh, <laughs> it is with great confusion that I announce the actress and singer Courtney Stodden has come out as gender fluid. A list of her pronouns is forthcoming. <laughs> she said, I never really connected with anyone my age. Yeah, there'll be no kidding. <laughs> yep, which is what... Oh, listen. Oh. <laughs> Bring that bell in here, Casey. We need one in here all the time for when the British announcer... <laughs> this one withdrawn from the who the F are they file. I know this is... Stodden. This is Pierre's bell. It is. That's gotta, a hell of a bell. We got to steal need, it. We need a companion bell. I'm going to order one from Amazon right now. <laughs> but it's it got to sound that. like this. Oh, I know. Oh, I broke it. Oh! Oh! Bell? The, uh, the clapper <laughs> right. came out. Sorry, Hit the dumb button and let's uh, we got to go home now. He's on vacation this oh, week. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our bell you... needs to be, it needs to be uh, a lower uh, octave. Well, you think, yeah. Big Ben? Which, by the way, isn't that what you call this? A clapper? Yeah. Okay. Clap on, clap off. I, I can't fix I, it. I got you, Rose. Fix it. Okay. Anyway, um, so, uh, several other celebrities, including Miley Cyrus, Ruby Rose, Laverne Cox, and Rose McGowan have come out as non-binary or trans. Did you notice that not a, not a ton of other celebrities flooded to her support? Right. right. <laughs> Uh, John Travolta celebrated his late son, Jet, on what would have been his 29th birthday. Uh, oh, I saw some of the pictures he posted. Yeah. It actually was really sad. Yeah, he lost his uh, son 13 years ago when he died of a seizure. Mm. Uh, and Travolta captioned the Instagram post, uh, Happy birthday, my beautiful Jetty. I love you. Must be a terrible thing for any parent to, to have to do something like that. I mean, you, you do it as a tribute, but it's, oh, it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, that, he lost his wife. Yeah, I, he, his daughter is. Um, I, does he have how many kids? Does he have? I thought they had two, but I'm probably okay. Wrong well, the about daughter's that. turned out know. to be a real support and, and yeah. rock for him. 
Uh, let's see here. Fashion designer Christian Siriano filed for divorce from his husband of five years. Music producer Brad Walsh. This comes three years after they announced their separation. Uh, and Walsh wrote, bit more than a month ago, my husband and I separated. I was... Oh no! This was in 2018 oh, okay. that they wrote that. Yeah, but they've they've been now they've actually filed divorce papers after being separated for a couple of years. Right, right. I so, was just, uh, it, this post was from a couple of years ago. But yeah, you're right. It's 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 been uh, officially filed. And Christian, sir, it was he, he was the, the he project, was project runway superstar. Yeah, the one, and, the one who came up with the fierce. That's yeah, him, right? Fierce. Yeah, yeah I, it was the one and only season of that show that I watched. And man, he was great. He was better than everybody. Okay. Uh, let's see. Hugh Jackman and Laura Dern are set for The Sun, a feature drama, and not like The Sun. They're going to The, the Sun? Not oh. The Sun in the Sky. You're, you're, you're Where are we off, going? Your offspring. Uh, we're, bring uh, shorts. A feature drama from Florian Zeller, adapted by Zeller and Oscar winner Christopher Hampton, who was behind Dangerous Liaisons, uh, from Zeller's stage play. The Sun focuses on uh, Jackman playing Peter as his life with his wife and baby is disrupted when his ex-wife, Kate, who is uh, uh, Dern, Laura Dern, Ding Dirty, Ding Dirty Dern, Dern <laughs> shows up with their teenage son, Nicholas. So they're going to be in a movie together. Did you see his post the other day? He got vaccinated, Hugh Jackman, and uh, Ryan Reynolds commented that the what was in the needle was gin. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, Jennifer Aniston's rep has shot down reports that the actress is in the process of adopting a child, uh, the rumors reportedly started in Europe following a, the taping of the highly anticipated Friends reunion on HBO Max with numerous tabloids claiming Aniston made the announcement to her former co-stars during the taping. I'm adopting a kid. Yeah. Now, Aniston's That's great, Jennifer. Uh, rep denied the reports to People Magazine on Tuesday saying the story is a fabrication. Poor uh, Jen. This has been going on her entire yes. life. Well, She's the, been pregnant how many times? Like a hundred. She's been pregnant forever. She's been back with Brad Pitt ever since they got divorced. Yeah. yeah. You know, all these things. Uh, and then she's also doing lepre- another Leprechaun movie present. So the rumor is false and never happened. They said the ca- the core cast of the beloved sitcom uh, convened at the show's original soundstage in Warner Brothers Studio to shoot the long-awaited special. What if they came at Leprechaun with like a, like an Aaron Sorkin script and made oh, yeah. it a little bit more yeah. heavy-weighted? I think that yeah. there might be something there. Uh, but yeah, she was in that original, original Leprechaun movie. <laughs> Uh, Aniston has previously talked about the constant speculation over her being potentially pregnant. Way back in 2017, she did an interview concerning that. Uh, Serena Williams will star in a new docu-series from Amazon, chronicling the 23-time Grand Slam champ in her personal and professional life. Uh, The series is currently underway. She had said, I'm uh, very excited to be partnering with Amazon Studios. They're developing some of the most inspiring and important content for a global audience. Uh, she said, I have a lot of stories I'm eager to tell, including a continuation of my own, and I look forward to sharing those with the world. So that will be... Uh, Say anything in, about Courtney Stodden? Into her life. I no <laughs> comments on Courtney Stodden at this time. There are a lot of arguments to be made that she's in the top ten athletes of all time. I mean, the, the There are arguments to be made she is the yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, greatest athlete of all time. That, there's no argument she's top ten. Okay, well, uh, most dominant in her sport. Yes. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, when you get into the greatest athlete arguments, it's always difficult because you talk about era and different it's sports. It's like and whatever, sport or not a sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 you break it down to minutia. But uh, yes, top ten, no question. Yeah, and uh, and, and uh, this should be an interesting uh, look. And I wonder how much of it will be spent on her training regimen and stuff like that because I find that stuff uh, compelling as hell. Watching athletes during their training. Do you know she's genetically just she carries that muscle naturally? Yeah, she does not do weight training. Oh, really? She does not. No. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Jacqueline Hoyt is set to write a drama series 
about Audrey Hepburn. Oh, I love Audrey Hepburn. Uh, dubbed, That's pretty much my style. Dubbed Audrey. Yeah, the little black dress <laughs> yeah. thing works for and you, And the, uh, the elbow-length gloves. Yeah. The, the good wife scribe will adapt a treatment co-written by her son, Luca Dotti, an Italian journalist and writer, Luigi Spinola. Hey! <laughs> guess who's writing a story about Audrey Hepburn? Luigi. You looking at him? Hey, Spinola. Hey! I got an idea. Let's do a book about Audrey Hepburn. Let me ask you, what, uh, other than Breakfast at Tiffany's, right, uh, what else was Audrey Hepburn in? Because I really don't... Roman know. Holiday with the Gregory Peck. Yeah. She was in a movie called The Charade with the Cary Grant. I don't know her work. She's I, wonderful. I know she was a very beautiful woman. Yes, uh, and a very uh, concentrated on the animals, and did a lot of safaris, and things of that nature. Yeah, <laughs> uh, thank you, Luigi. Um, the Oscar winner star of Roman Holiday died at age 63 in 1993. I tell you what, she's uh, like my fair lady they have up here as well. Well, she was Eliza Doolittle. My fair lady. Okay. Yes. Then I remember yeah, But then that. she did not sing in that movie. <laughs> no? that the voice was a dub for her to sing. She did not have that kind of singing voice. I will tell you this, though. <laughs> if you want to see her at her most wonderful and enchanting, the movie Charade with Cary Grant. Yeah? Who did LSD and apparently flirted around with the dudes. No? <laughs> Thank you, Luigi Spinelli. Yeah. Hey, this, this is why I'm writing the books. Finger on the pulse of Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> Our Audrey Hepburn correspondent. I didn't know we had Italy. one of those until <laughs> Radio station has one. Um, <laughs> let's see. So this came out on Monday, but nonetheless, uh, Anna Wintour's Met Gala is returning twice. I am so excited. <laughs> I know. You're thinking about your outfit already. Yeah. Uh, so return for two galas on September 13th and the following May 2nd. And part of a two-part exhibition, as part of a two-part exhibition titled In America, A Lexicon of Fashion, and and Then in America, An Anthology of Fashion. Uh, so according to... I'm going to the second one then. Yeah. The, the director of the... <laughs> You're Met, out on the first one. Max Hollian said, Fashion is both a harbinger of cultural shifts and a record of the forces, beliefs, and events that shape our lives. Yeah. It's, <laughs> This two-part exhibition will consider how fashion reflects evolving notions of identity in America and will explore a multitude of perspectives through presentations that speak to some of the complexities of history with yeah. powerful immediacy. I mean, uh, I, I don't think really anybody in this room cares about the Met Gala. However, I do think that Paws or some sort of animal organization, whenever the Met Gala is, should have their own thing and call it the Mutt Gala and it'd be like an, name. an animal charity thing. I think, yeah, some, um, I think they've, they've, it sounds familiar. They may have done a like rip that, on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a friend that um, goes every year because of her job. And um, she's, I mean, she said it's pretty amazing to see, you know, this juggernaut of an event yeah. that happens. Oh, I'm sure. So she, but apparently a lot of the people who end up going are not fans of it, that it becomes too, uh, the restrictions. You remember, like, for example, there were, um, Anna Wintour had put the express. Uh, request that no one do selfies on the on the red carpet oh, yeah. on the she way said in, all and all ki- these kinds of rules. There's all kinds of rules. Yeah. They have to get vetted before they go. You, you absolutely have to be invited. It's not like people can just no, show, show up. up. It, you know, it's people right. that want to be there and are in some way, you know, in the industry. By the way, there's already a mutt gala. It's in uh, Arizona. <laughs> nice. There you, there you go, Casey. But listen, and going, Courtney Stodden's going, going to that. that. <laughs> have you ever been at a star-studded event before? I, I mean, have. not just like there's one. Or yeah. two celebrities, but I, I mean one that's loaded with them, like the Met Gala. I was at one. Uh, it was when the 
NBA finals were in Philadelphia and I went to the art museum and they had an after party at the art museum. And I mean, and not just uh, basketball stars like Chris Rock was there. I Somebody introduced me to him. There was, I mean, you just turned anywhere you turned. There was somebody famous. You just didn't know, it, you know, might not know exactly who they were if you didn't recognize them. I think, Steve, the most star-studded event I've ever been at, you and I were at together. And it was the oh. premiere of the Pearl Harbor movie. That yeah. was, yes, in Hawaii. Hawaii. Right. Oh, and my we God. The John C. Stennis aircraft and inside the belly of the aircraft, they had this big party afterwards and i mean we're like at the buffet you know getting some food and you turn and i'm like oh my god faith hill standing yes. right next to me i yeah. mean walk we were in we're just walking through and they're they're just how stupid of them to let us in there yeah, i know right. they're meandering about and i was like I mean, wow i'm like so, there's dan Aykroyd, and, and there's you know dan Aykroyd gets up on the microphone and goes you guys ready and then like a USO band appears, and yeah. we're down in the uh, in the hangar of the aircraft carrier, and he, and start, he starts calling people yeah. up on stage. Four star generals walking around, it's just crazy. I remember being nervous, like oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't feel comfortable. It oh, was I, weird. For but me. My, I was ready to get I, I, any second. I, I expected to have a hand on my shoulder and a bum rush out the door. It just was like something that I had never experienced before. You know what I mean? So I was yeah. like, what? Is this? And I remember it was sponsored by Nike, and there were one of a kind Nike sneakers in cases all up the stairs. Like each stair had a different Nike sneaker on it. And I was like, and I wanted to stop and like yeah, look. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, what do we do? Do we just walk you past? Can we, can yeah. we take a picture? <laughs> I was at a, a, a this was years ago at the, at a, the National Film Institute, I think it was, in Manhattan. And it was the year that. Glory was nominated. So at the party was Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, Matthew Broderick. Um, yes, right. yeah, yeah. So they were they were all there. Uh, wow. Michael Moore had just released uh, Roger and Me. Right. So they're all walking around. I'm like, holy crap! That's but pretty. It cool. was pretty cool. Yeah. And and I, you want at that point? I mean, I felt as out of place as you. But I don't forgot how we. Oh, we knew somebody who was in the institute who invited us as guests. And yeah. Like. All right. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's not. I wouldn't call it comfortable. My friend pissed off. Well, it didn't piss off, but he goes over to Morgan Freeman. He goes, "I remember you from the Electric Company." Uh, he goes, "I don't think I want to talk to you." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, the Met Gala. They're going to have two of them, by the way. We're ready for clips. Let's do them. Them goes into the lives of an African American family that become the epicenter of threats and violence after moving into a predominantly white neighborhood. And in this clip, actress uh, Deborah. Erin Dine, I'm not sure, I'm not familiar with her, opens up about how she uh, decompressed while filming a heavy emotional film. Here we go. Therapy was a huge thing on set. We had a therapist on call, which was an amazing thing that I think should happen on more sets moving forward. I got my own therapy, but to be honest with you, I didn't fully decompress until I was done. Yeah! Erinde, I guess is how you say your last name. The, uh, familiar. The trailer for this creeps me out oh it really it I looks real it. oh my god there's like this weird uh silhouetted figure that shows up that's supposed to be a woman but it turns into like a, a massive man at some point and Ooh, it, it looks really creepy but it's um uh i don't know if i'm gonna watch it with uh, my eyes all the way open yeah we're watching clips of this that looks pretty well them is now streaming on amazon prime video so you can watch it if you want the original movie them was about giant ants so i guess this is not that movie about what giant ants giant ants yeah oh i remembered that it's a great movie yeah. yeah all right here's the next clip with the apocalypse still vigorously plaguing Virginia, Fear the Walking Dead is back with the second part of its sixth season. And in this clip, actor Lenny James 
reflects on the navigation of his character. He is holding the beast that he knows can walk through walls uh, at mm-hmm. bay, and when he's walking through walls and no. the beast is out, the kind of passive Morgan is in his ear, <laughs> trying to re- remind him of his humanity. So they're all the same guy, and I try and navigate them, and I think in six in, in six B that's going to be challenged again. <laughs> Morgan is a Brit. Yeah. No, no way. I never knew that. Come on, so I happen to know that <laughs> you did because he was on the show Jericho. Oh, okay, right. years ago. So I saw an interview, and that's when my <laughs> when my head spun around. Are you kidding, man? These guys, some of these Brits, their American accents are so spot on. Yeah. I don't even hear a hint of it in there. And wow. I love him. He's I love so that character. Good. Yeah. He's, Morgan's a great character. He's in. I think he's in the first in the in the earliest episodes of The Walking Dead. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, he is. has one of the most tragic story arcs. Yeah. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead airs Sunday 9 p.m. on AMC. By the way, and that's it. That's my report for you this morning. Um, several things coming up today. We got a lot of guests. Bill Burr, uh, Haley Orantia from uh, from the Goldbergs, uh, Bob Saget on the program, just to name a few. We got lots of cash to give away. We also have a save the date announcement. We do, uh, yes, coming up. So we're going to take An a break, one, and we're going to come back in a moment. And when we come back. I need your help. Okay. I, it's stupid, but I need your help, and, and I'll explain when we get back. We'll, we'll return in a moment. Are you an MMR VIP? Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. <laughs> Preston was just doing an incredible interpretive dance during your. Uh... I had I ran out in the middle of traffic. I... You're right. <laughs> oh, I got right. It's, it's, a, it's a rough day. It's part of this thing that I'm going to bring up. Okay. Let me preface this by saying this is really dumb okay. and and it's so first world it's obnoxious. But um, I went looking for something. That's why I okay. ran out of the studio okay. in, the, in the office to see if it, if I might have mistakenly misplaced it here. It's not there. Did you misplace the keys to your Lamborghini again? <laughs> no. So here's the deal. Uh, I, I, there's a, where do I even start? Okay. I have to do, I have to do a a client thing today with one one of our advertisers. I have to shoot a video. Do you want to lay down on the couch? I should. (laughs) Listen, at the heart of all this though, I do want to say that I showed great restraint last night. Anyhow, I'll explain. I want to get to that too. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's it's part of this. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I need, I'm going to need some help from uh, listeners on this and I would, I, I, (laughs) I'm embarrassed that I have to even ask for help in this uh, on the air. Okay. Uh, so let me let me start by... Um, doesn't have to do with wiping, does it? No, that, I'm, I'm okay with wiping. <laughs> I've always sat down. I've never done the stand-up method. Okay. We're good there. Right. So anyhow, um, there's a video shoot uh, today for a client. And we've been doing more and more of these online commercials yes. for clients. I and just did one for most works. Yeah, yeah. they're fun. They and, are. And sometimes they're, they're a, a little bit... Um, a little extra time and some things. Yeah. And they could be, you know... Uh, Messing up part of your busy day, but nonetheless, so i i have to I have to have a costume for this, and I'm going to ask for this in a moment. Um, some help. So, I didn't know that I'm in charge of wardrobe for this uh, particular oh. video shoot. So, I found out that I need a particular costume, um, and I tried to go online and find one that I could order that could get overnighted right away. Boom! I, I found it, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't trust the mail because right now, still COVID. Sometimes sure. things are, are late. 
we need to do the video shoot today. I'm not going to be able to, to guarantee. So I went digging around in my house. Is on, this a, like a period piece that you're doing? Yeah, and I'll okay. explain right. what it is in a moment. I don't want right. to give that away just yet. So so I'm like, all right, I was talking to our account executive. I'm like, I'll go dig around. We have costumes at our house right. for, the, for right. our kids over the years of doing you know, Halloween and all this. So I dig around. I, and I save all those costumes. Right. I dug around. I found the costume I needed with the wig and the suit, everything. Nice. Yeah, so great. I'm like, excellent. excellent. Yeah. All right, so I took the, the costume. I folded it up neatly. Yeah. I put it in a plastic, uh, and let me say, I love my wife, okay? <laughs> okay. I just want to be clear on that. I love Preface my wife very much. So anyhow, I put it in a plastic grocery bag. This is on Monday. Uh, my wife and daughter were at our shore oh, house. No. Mm, privilege, privilege. And so... I set it in the kitchen, got it, good to go, it's set aside, boom, no problem, be set for the video shoot. Uh, my wife and daughter come back from uh, the shore on Tuesday, and then last night, you know, then they, they headed back down, because we're getting some work done on, right. on the house, and they need to be down there, so they headed back down there, They're, they they left yesterday, and last night, I was telling my sons, I'm like, oh man, this is great, the house is kind of quiet. I'm going to go to bed early tonight. Uh, and I was looking at the clock. I'm like, I, I can go to bed early, get a good night's rest, be set for my Thursday. This is wonderful. I can't so wait. You're sitting in bed watching Ellen. No, I wasn't. <laughs> and I'm getting ready to go to bed. It was about time I got done. We played a board game, and I'm right. getting ready to go to bed. I'm like, all right. Oh, you know what? I better double check and make sure I have everything for that video shoot <laughs> oh. ready for tomorrow. Oh and I go, and I look for it. It's not there. Uh, no. Wow. Okay. I look all around. And the places where I think that it may have ended up, and I can't find it. And I'm like, well, I guess I better call Rochelle and just check and see. Because, uh, you know, I, I probably did something stupid. I lost it. And I call her, and, and I go, did you find there was a bag with a wig in it and a, and a top? And, and she's like, oh, yeah, I think it's here. And I'm like, oh, good. Confirmation that it was yeah, here yeah, yeah. and that she may have moved it. And uh, And so she tells me where it may be. It's not there. Well, maybe it's over here. No, no, it's not there. Do you feel your love for Rochelle growing as you're talking to her? Oh, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting anxious through right my now. mind. <laughs> I'm starting to get anxious, and and I'm like, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, why would you have moved that? Why, where what? was it? Where was it? In the kitchen, you know, like sitting on a on a, a stool. It's oh, not Kathy? your house, Kathy. Stop it. <laughs> just, it don't even house. start. Kathy is it firmly supporting Rochelle in this. So anyhow, no, my house is different than okay, hers. Okay, I know. No, I, absolutely. We have yeah. piles of clutter all over the place. Yeah, she's, so, she's a Lysol factory. So anyhow, we're looking around. Let me talk. Because yeah, I, I knew. I thought yeah, about yeah. I ran yeah. this through my mind before I even bring this up on the other. Kathy's going to jump right on. What's it doing there? Why's it on the stool? Right. If it was so important, put it in your room. So looking all over for it, I end up with FaceTiming with her. We oh, go boy. through the whole house. We uh-huh. rip the house apart. And now it's an hour past when when I wanted to get some sleep. No sleep sleep early is going to happen. And through this whole thing, I was thinking, and here's where my restraint came in, of why, inside I'm going, why would you move this? This is something I needed to use. It was mine. I put it there for a reason. But you didn't vocalize that. I didn't do that. No. And the reason I didn't is because in my mind, something jumped in and said, what would that accomplish? Right. Nothing. This is not going to help me find what I need to find. I'm going to let my fist do my talk. The only thing it's going to do is <laughs> is allow me to vent some anger, but that's not going to be productive, and it's just going to cause issues between the two of us. She's going to get mad at me. 
I can't really put all the blame on her. Maybe most of it, but not all of it. <laughs> and so I I held back and I kept my cool. That's good. You, was that's, that's a good exercise. Proud of myself for not right. doing also, that in that moment. Because you have to remember, there has I guarantee you, as with all relationships, you've done something. That Damn right, sh- yeah. exactly. And I thought the same yes. thing. I've done so many stupid things yes. in, in our relationship and our time together that. I, I don't have a leg to stand on, okay. so I right. held off. That's great. I'm super-duper proud of you, but um, where the F is a mother-effing bag? Dude, it has disappeared. Huh. It has gone into the nether. I don't know where it went. It, it uh, Who would have taken it? It's going to wind up. I think it's... I think it's in New Jersey with them. I think that they oh. accidentally packed it up in all the stuff because she was taking some bags and things like that, and I think it, it, it's in yeah. there. You're gonna, it, it, sa- it. it sounds like... It, let me ask you. There's no they, possibility... That you, in preparation, put it in your car and forgot it's in there? I tore apart the car okay. three times. Didn't All get right. thrown out by accident, right? N- well, that crossed my mind, too. No one I, throws I, out I wigs. Yeah, no, who throws out wigs? Well, Bill Weston would have. Whose wig is this? <laughs> and as I was looking through the car for the third time, you know what was going through my mind? That repeating the same things over and over yeah. again, expecting a different uh, outcome right. is a outcome sign of insanity. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm going crazy. <laughs> I can't find my way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but so how many times have you been looking for something and you look right over it? Yeah, I know. You know, I know. All so, the time. which yeah. I did use her as a second set of eyes via the uh, yeah. the FaceTime. We couldn't find it. So here's what I need. <laughs> Does anybody know where I can get a hippie outfit? <laughs> Dude, why didn't you? Okay, I'm sorry. I, there's two people in mind that I would have gone to immediately. Greg Monahan. Yeah. He, I guarantee you he has one. And Jackie Bam Bam. Oh, Jackie Bam Bam. Jackie Bam Bam has a full-on, like... Uh, but but Jackie Bam Bam is is Jack Skellington. Would, would Preston fit into that? Uh, maybe, for, the, for a photo for shoot, this, maybe. Yeah, for a video yeah. shoot, but Bam maybe. Bam. But I didn't think of that. I wasn't thinking of that. I know. I, I was thinking of... I, you know, yeah. No, I wasn't. No, I, 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 actually, I thought of Pierre. Yeah, uh, but he's on vacation, and you broke and, his and belt. I, and I know he's got uh, tie dye stuff. Yeah, right? so I probably could have borrowed that. But I need, I need, a, I need a long haired wig. Here's what I need. All I right. need a long haired wig. Yes, I need something tie dye yes. or or like a vest, you know, like a leather vest or something. Like not a leather, like like a biker or anything right. like right. that. Chaps, like if you'd go to a. a... Like a gay bar. bar. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, why not? And, and like asses, chaps, and something like, like <laughs> yeah. a ball and a strap you can put in your right. mouth. But I have a I have a peace sign <laughs> necklace, so I'm good there. Yeah, okay. that's good. And I think maybe some like round, you know. John Lennon glasses. John Lennon type glasses or something like okay. that, and I'm good. Or uh, a bandana, you know, like. Do you need any latex makeup or anything like that? And here's the reason that I didn't think of costume shop, because leading up to this, I looked up a couple of costume shops. No. And online it says they're open. Yeah. You ever see a little thing yes. that says open till yeah. 8 a.m. Right. 8 p.m. today? But they're not. Oh, they're not. They're not? No, they're not. A open. lot of them aren't. I don't even think they're very restricted hours. What you would, maybe what you need is like one of those, um, like a like a Goodwill store, like a, a place where there's. Yeah, but you don't have time for that. You're going to have to search through stuff. Yeah. I need but, to find but if a... somebody's working at one and knows that they have a perfect costume run up in the window, that's a. made hippie outfit. It's Hang a big on. hippie costume sale. Let, let me go to Melanie May Help, and, and I need. I need 100% confirmation, though, because I have to, I'm have. i going straight from work to this establishment to do this thing today. Hi, uh, Melanie, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. What's up, Melanie? Good. Um, so I'm not positive on the mall. That's where you want to double check. I would suggest Montgomery, Willow Grove, or King of Prussia, but there's two stores that you should be able to find in the mall, Habitat, 
which is straight up a hippie store. They sell tie-dye shirts. They sell drug rug sweaters. They sell, you know, all the type of tapestries that you'd put on your walls. So, so, uh, 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 Pastor, when is the shoot? It's today. It's today. like at noon, you know? Oh, yeah, that's going to be a tough call. Um, Do they deliver by any chance? Habitat. And what was the other I one? I could check it out. And Spencer's. Spencer's, the store yeah. In the mall, I mean, they have so much crap that you can layer up on yourself. It might look a little cheap, but you'll get the message across. Where is this thing, Preston? Uh, what? T- well, thank you. It's, uh, that's... it's out there. I don't okay. know. All right, it's just... out there. All right. Thank uh, you, Melanie. I good appreciate luck, guys. it. King yeah. of Russia would be on the way. Oh, King of Have Prussia will be on. <laughs> you too. All right, I, yeah, I got to go 422, so I could get on King of Prussia out there. Okay. Well, um, you, you, honestly, what would sell it would be a tie-dyed shirt, a long tie-dyed shirt, uh, your 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 wig, your glasses, and the medallions. I think you're good. And that's a headband. Enough. And a headband. Yeah. All right, I got one and, for and, you, Preston. you know, that sort of stuff. But listen, I get, and I know it's easy, and it sounds simple. And, it's and, hard. And But but to, to get this together, by the time I need it, I, I need resources. So. Um, well, I, my friend here says that she has all of it, wigs, glasses, and all. You want me to see if she can bring it in here? Yeah. Okay. Wait, I think Chuck says he has stuff. Yeah, oh, I just really? saw a text from Chuck. Chuck. Chuck's here this week, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. I believe he is. Okay. I haven't seen him, but right. he doesn't, hardly comes down anymore. Well, he never Casey, makes his breakfast. Uh, Casey's friend and Chuck, uh, that ought to cover it, right? Right. Uh, are you sure? Uh, but man, are I, you sure? Just the absolute. Are you sure? <laughs> uh, the absolute frustration of knowing something is. Oh my god! Who? It's. I need Agatha Christie. I need somebody to come in and detective this thing and figure out what the f happened. So you know, I mean, there's. The- uh, my house is replete with with these these stories, uh, and as as things are coming, you want to take a couple of these calls, especially because people are suggesting stuff. Yeah, let me go to. Um, well, Greg Monahan is lingering outside the door. Yeah, he's no, already. He's, here. Come he on, said in. no dice. No, Marissa, hold on a second. He's already here, so he can't go home for you. But he suggested. Oh yes, he can. Masquerade yeah. on Delaware Avenue. Yeah. Masquerade on Delaware Avenue. I'm not I going to Delaware Avenue. Greg, go to Masquerade. On yeah. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate right. it. Yeah, a number of people are saying Masquerade on Columbus Boulevard, Delaware Ave. I can't. I'm not going to have time to get there. What about Party City? A lot of people are suggesting that too. Okay, I can do Party City. Is there one in uh, the Metroplex? Yeah, but hold yeah, on. There is. Party City, I, they don't have their Halloween costumes out all year mm, long. No, they That's do. What Preston, I'm there are a whole bunch of stores in Haight Ashbury in San Francisco. <laughs> can you get, can there? You get there, uh, there? Yeah, that would have hippie stuff. So with Party City, you have to confirm that they have, like, that there are still Halloween costumes there. Like, you might be able to go in and ask, but they're not out uh, for display. Would it be okay if you were the Wolfman? I just got a text from my son, Carter. God bless him. After I went yeah. to bed, he checked the trash for me Aww. last night. Oh, my God. It was it's not in there. Oh. Love you, bud. I there's like, there's it was in there. Half a chicken in there. It was delicious. It's a half a chicken. Uh, <laughs> there's a greasy chicken leg. <laughs> uh, that's a costume that I can get for you, Preston. That's pretty solid. It is pretty solid, right? I need a wig. No, wig's on there. I think the wig's right there. That's a bad-looking wig, but at this point, I don't care. That'll but, work. Yeah, but Chuck also said he's going home right now. How far is he from home? Like, if he's across the river. He can go. What's what, what's the client, by the way? Like a tax preparation service? No. No. I, 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 I want to save it because I want the okay. commercial right, to be a surprise. Right, right, but okay. it's, a, uh, it's something that I love. Safe life, Steve. Uh, safe life replace. Safe life replace. Well, peace, bro. All right. I, th- I think we're covered. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. I didn't want to bring this to the air. But I was, last night, it was... You want to die? I was speaking to Rochelle, and I'm like, "Well, I'll just have to. I'll just have to go on the air with this." To anybody, to anybody who gets in these situations and the situation that you went through, if you're the other person, sometimes the other person. Remember, 
there are two dynamics going on. The other person is feeling your energy and your angst, and it can affect them. But it's also good if that other person can remember the times they've been desperate and don't know where something is and try to remain calm. So my wife came home one time, and she'd been given the keys by our neighbors to go over and, and, and you know take care of their, their cats. And she comes into the to the um, to the house, and she's like, oh, "I see you going around, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I can't." And they're away on vacation, and the cats are in the house, and they, you know she's got to go over in front of you, and she's patting herself and going around, and I, oh no no no, yeah. and, and going up and down and the whole thing. And so she says, um, "You know, she goes, I can't find the keys." And so I, I said, "I just recently put in all these interior Amazon webcams, which I was mocked decidedly <laughs> for doing." And uh, and so I said. Let me check. She goes, were you wearing, these are shorts you were wearing when you went over there yesterday? And she, she goes, yes, these are the ones. Goes, are, you, are you sure? Mm-hmm. We go to the camera, and I call up the video, and I see her coming <laughs> back, and it's a different pair of shorts. I said, if I were oh. you, I'd go up to the hamper upstairs in your room and look. <laughs> Found them! Uh, nice. Uh, is, it, is it wrong that even though I don't, know definitively that she did this that I want an apology for that. <laughs> well, I would so let, I would let that one go. <laughs> yeah. I would, you know what? I would get her a gift. Yeah. yeah. If she if she do you think if she found the bag where she is right now it's in the ocean would, would, she, would it end up in a dumpster <laughs> yeah. or in a no, fire pit somewhere? Destroy the evidence. Uh, no, Both I, her and Caroline are on a bonfire. <laughs> we will never speak of this. Your father right? must never know. I think she'll tell Daughter me. Daughter of Preston. <laughs> Can I just say one thing yeah what <laughs> well listen like if you if you don't leave it laying around it's not going to get misplaced it's not her fault you should have put it with your briefcase let me ask you this I one question i, I right. thought i put it in the car to be honest i thought i put it in the car did so it would be car? there ready i checked the car three times <laughs> <laughs> Which under the seats okay. everywhere Had, is this a place in your house for <laughs> the time that i leave in the morning i will put at the end of the counter as i'm going out because i have my ritual if I absolutely want to have everything before I go to bed, I put it there so I do not forget it because it's it's the one of the there are two steps out the door and it's that step right there. I, and so I'll do it. I do it. Kathy says I put it right with my briefcase. Yeah, because I know for sure that's the one thing I put your forgot. keys. I forgot it one time, right. which I was really irritated with. Put the car keys on top of something you desperately yeah, yeah, want, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and you'll Most always definitely. Remember. I block the door that I leave. Like with I block it. it with my stuff, so yeah. there's yeah. no way I can forget it. Yeah. Hey, here, here's another possible suggestion for you, President. It's called Collegeville Costumes. Uh, some listeners are texting this in. It's by that Texas Roadhouse that you like. In, oh, yeah, uh, that's the one who's uh, on the website said they were open. Oh, well, maybe they and are open. Then, uh, and then I called. I got you. And essentially the voicemail pretty much, it sounded like they were out of business to me. So I, I, I don't know. But right. I, I, I have no confirmation of that. But, yeah, I, I hate when I when you we're go. We're having on... a hippie costume going out of business sales. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm gonna, hang on. I'm going to go to Logan for a second. Hi, Logan. You're on the air. Good morning. Daddy. What's up? Wow. Come on, Mac Daddy! Yeah. What's up, bud? What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. 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 I totally agree with you, Preston. She owes you an apology. Oh. 100%. <laughs> I hate both of you. My wife does it to me all the time. I have a work phone, work keys, a wallet, uh, headphones I take with me every single day, and she feels the need to move them off their designated place on top of my dresser. And I can never ever Wait, find if it. It's your dresser. If it's your, dresser, <laughs> oh. if it's your so example, for example, my my wife, I have my own separate room because we have those. You know, we our our hours are incredibly different. So, 
Uh, but th- she would never go in and move something around within my room. Uh, and, and, you know, it's it was, does this happen a lot to you, uh, Logan? Oh, all the time. OK, all so, time. so I, and she's very she's very like uh, scatterbrained when she starts to do things. Right. She'll start a million different things, never finish one. And, and it's like. I mean, don't don't touch them. Okay. They're on the dresser. <laughs> They're on the dresser because that's where I put them, don't so I remember to grab touch. them in the morning. Why is she touching things on your dresser? Like that? That to me blows I me mean, away. It's like it's like right next to the bed. I well, that okay. Too. Well, that, then here's the deal. You now, in other words, to sh- you know she accommodates things that you do, right? So that's that's part of the deal. There's stuff that you do that probably is you know you probably shouldn't be doing, and she's accommodating. So Absolutely. We, so so. Try to find a happy medium. If it's something that you're bringing, <laughs> I would say make it a ritual to lock it in the trunk. You know, I mean, honestly, I've done that before because I'm so damn stupid. I have to have all these things to make sure I don't make it out the door without grabbing something. Uh, but but I, I hear what you're saying, though. It seems kind of weird. But Well, that's gonna... where Preston's wiser than me in understanding it's not worth it to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> have you brought it up? In in the heat of the moment. Yeah. I, I will. Just like Asia. Bring it up. But, but when you're... When you're looking for said item and there's a timeline and you need to do it, bitching about it is not going to accomplish not gonna anything make it no. in the moment. It won't. Later on, when cooler heads prevail, yeah, right. you can sit down yeah. and talk. Or, and you can playfully, like, with your fingers go, you lost my thing. <laughs> it is also a Thanks, chip Logan. that you can yeah, file away. You lost my thing, didn't you? <laughs> you set me into a panic and I wanted to smack you so hard, but I because I love you. Yeah. And you're keeping your cool, man. All right, what I need is a big, fat magic marker. No, you no. got it? A magic marker. A felt pen, a black magic marker. <laughs> Nick had pulled up yeah. a, a, a picture of uh, of Jimmy Dugan in yes. uh, A League of Their Own. When he said, no, <laughs> not hitting the cutoff, man. <laughs> That's what I felt yes. like. Yeah, but you you speak to her like she's your mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even like in your restraint, you cannot be restraining you're yourself. Right. Do you know what I mean? So yes, you're, you're, really, need, you, yeah. you're exactly right, Case. And, and I, listen, I don't always keep it together, but sometimes <laughs> I do. I'm and thinking then, about the, your, your time at the 4th of July parade with oh, the kids. Oh, my so God. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. little American pie, yeah, apple pie and Americana and uh, everyone with the 4th of July spirit in Casey's about, I love you, but I'm going to murder you. Yep. I'm going to murder you. By the way, I don't think Rochelle is listening to the show right now. Four minutes ago, she texted, I'm sorry about the wig and shirt. So, Aww. Uh, she should not have. Uh, yeah, but let me... It's let me, not her fault. Let me go to... <laughs> I'm going to go to Amber. <laughs> Hi, Amber. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Amber? Sorry to bother you at work. <laughs> what's that? Sorry to bother you at work. Ah, uh, never mind. It's all good. What's up? So... <laughs> I used to put my birth control in the same place every day. Um, yes, it probably should have not have been on the coffee table, but I'm terrible with taking pills. Right. My my husband at the time, ex-husband now, thought he'd be nice and clean up and threw a whole pack of birth control away. Oh, Oops. Geez. Nine kids later. Uh, <laughs> and a divorce. <laughs> well, I see, for me, again... Remember, I would say remember that dynamic, and instead of fighting that uphill battle, do things that make it easier for you to remember where it is without making it prey or likely to be thrown out by your partner or, or moved. 
And once you do that, you know, it'll never be 100% perfect, but you can save yourself a lot of heartache. Mm-hmm. I was looking for something a couple of weeks ago, and I... Uh, a felt pen. No, a black, <laughs> black magic marker. Uh, and I didn't know... Uh, well, so I, I didn't know where it was. My wife had put it somewhere, but, like, my wife has a tendency, and, and this is not a knock on her, but uh, she doesn't like things uh, in public places that are just out in the open, right? So she will... Shove them in a drawer in a private place, in a you know a bedroom or a closet or whatever. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I can't remember what it was I was looking for. The only problem is uh, there was a witness outside the family to my rage, and uh, and that was Chuck, oh. and he saw it all. And I, you know, a felt pen, black magic marker. I didn't lose my yeah. Well, I, I kind of lost my cool, my cool a yeah. little bit like that. Right. And, not but, at your wife, and it's you know, so Chuck isn't gonna feel any of the pain right like no you, it was at my wife it but was, she wasn't but there she wasn't there to, she wasn't there to absorb it no she was there to oh, absorb it he oh you was did just, that in front of chuck he, he was just there oh, to yeah, witness it. I missed, that's, I a, that's you, a no-no i thought yeah. you took it out on chuck indirectly you know yeah. not mad at him chuck, or whatever yeah. tell my wife i'm furious <laughs> with her no i understand you feel but you never want to do that in front of other people nah. yeah 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 all right well anyhow we got your friend is going to drop off that suit no chuck is that, that his friend is that Chuck. you showed me a picture of no 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 Chuck Chuck, Chuck had already no Chuck has some stuff he's got uh, got the wig and medallion working on more he just texted so I need a I need a shirt I need okay I have a felt pen black magic marker <laughs> did you hear me black magic marker did you just hear what I was saying okay. it's not enough please bring it I I need I need I need more, more. I need more than enough I need options Preston. Thank you. Needs it bad. What happened to Collinsville? <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, this has turned into a thing. Uh, yeah, it is. I just, do you, do you, you know, feel any better? Because you got some of it off your chest. So, no. Uh, do you know what we need? I don't know why I had to come up. I don't know why I had to get the wardrobe in the first. If we're doing all this video stuff, we need a wardrobe department. Yes, yeah, we, we do. We well, simply do. We did. We had like a full on like costume closet, but then with all the construction, did they get rid of all of our we stuff? We got rid of I, some I'm stuff. I'm going to freak the f out because I bought. If we still don't have that fake dead baby, I'm going to be really upset. Wait, That's why right. don't no, you we go in the the um where all of our stuff is and see if there's a costume in there? I had heard that we really don't have anything. No, anymore, there's a whole so. room. There's Do we a have whole any room hippie things? No, I we don't have Marissa any. Says no. She said she could. You get away with a ghillie suit, but I need no. <laughs> All right, Preston, it'll be here in like a half hour, okay? Okay, thank okay. you. Yeah. Who is it? Right. Patty, it's Patty Ann. Patty Ann Monzo. Patty okay. Ann hey. Monzo. Hey. Hey, you yeah. interested in all the happen? Thank you. All right. <laughs> magic marker. A felt pen. A black magic marker. <laughs> all right, well, thank <laughs> you. I apologize, and I know it's a dumb thing, but I, I need help. This is for a client. This is an advertiser who supports the radio station and the we show, want to support and I want to make them. sure we do it yes. properly. So. I, uh, and I, that's a noble thing oh, to do. God. Okay. <laughs> We're going to take a break. When we get back, for all your trouble, we have a chance to win $500, and that is with the Preston and Steve money clip, and Bizarre File stores are coming up, too. We'll be back in a minute. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. Stop (laughs) thinking of clams. (laughs) Now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, we got a money clip keyword, and it is compete. C-O-M-P-E-T-E. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that, and there's three ways for you to do it. You can text it to our special number. It is 45911. Or if you want to be entered to win the $10,000 grand prize, you just enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And then sit back and wait because one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from our company, Beasley, so make sure that you do answer your phone. The contest rules are available at WMMR.com and is sponsored by Hyundai City. Let me give you that word again. It is compete. C-O-M. P-E-T-E. Good luck to you. We're going to do the B-File, and then we have an announcement to make after that. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Police busted a naked couple boinking in front of a school <laughs> in broad daylight. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, God. in front of a school. This was is it a, science class? Uh, police were called to a busy street in the city of Santa Cruz Ugh. de Tenerife. I don't know where that is. Uh, after locals spotted the frisky couple having sex on a bench. Uh, the couple were first seen chatting as the topless man who was juggling in front of a naked woman. And well, local, I see a lot of penises. Uh, local residents soon co- contacted the cops to complain about the couple's sexual attitude. Oh, boy. After the woman climbed on top of the man on the bench outside of the school. School children were taking pictures of the public romp. And the woman was reportedly still sitting on the man's lap when the cops arrived at the scene. Uh, the cops separated the couple and made them get dressed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pictures of the encounter were, <laughs> were published on social media by boys from the school overlooking the bench. It's beautiful. Uh, the footage of the incident ended with the two police speaking to the couple as a, uh, the unidentified woman covered herself with a blanket. It's not clear if the couple were fined or if they were arrested. No, we're looking at a picture of it. It is straight yeah. up completely viewable. It's full on. Yeah. yeah. A 22-year-old Austrian man who made headlines in June of last year after he was fined 500 euros for farting on a police officer argued in court that his fart actually falls under freedom of expression. (laughs) In a decision released by the administrative court in Vienna, 
The court lays out some much-needed detail in regards to the alleged events that transpired on that fateful day, meaning that we can take a look at the facts and come to our own conclusions about whether the fart was indeed protected speech. Uh, the ordeal began when the farting man, named by ma- named as Mr. A.B. in the document, was hanging out with some friends at an unnamed park when a group of police officers approached him during a routine identity check, and that's when things got windy. Uh, according to the document, uh, when he released the intestinal gas, the complainant was sitting on a park bench. He then lifted his buttocks and tensed up a little before letting the intestinal gas escape. The complainant's friends laughed at the intestinal gas, and one witness made a joke. Due to the resulting entertainment from the intestinal gas, the defendant grinned at the officers. In court, the man argued that the fart was not intentional and that even if it was intentional, it would still fall under his fundamental right of freedom of expression. Unfortunately for the windbreaker, the judge didn't buy his argument and a detailed legal assessment of whether farting is indeed a protected form of expression. The judge argues while farts and burps can cause, quote, social improprietiveness. I heard improprietiveness. Inappropriateness. Okay. uh, They do not contain communicative content. And even if they did, it would still be considered a form of expression that transcends the boundaries of decency. Well, in this case, uh, I'm wondering, and listen, I, I, I'm all for being respectful, you know, uh, to the police in, in, in that case. But would, like a raspberry. Yeah, would, I don't know. That's, oh. that's a statement, is it not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they, they, the judge did show some sympathy and fined him 100 euros instead of 500, citing his financial situation and the fact that he had no criminal record. Uh, this is pretty wild footage that I saw of this. A man fleeing the California Highway Patrol totaled his girlfriend's Maserati oh, man. after he careened up an embankment and slammed into the other si- underside of an overpass, wedging the vehicle under a freeway in Oakland. So when you see those, yes. those uh, under, under overpasses, oh, yeah. there's, there's ramps that go up on either side that go up oh, to the man. under portion of the highway. He wedged it all the way Could up Could he there. get out? I, he he should have been dead. So yeah. media posts included photos of the mangled luxury vehicle. Police said the 32-year-old man was speeding on the highway. When a CHP officer tried to stop him, he accelerated over 100 miles per hour and then exited the freeway, veering over a curve, up the embankment, and ended up just beneath the freeway. Uh, the man who was alone complained of pain and was taken to a hospital. The officer said it was a miracle he didn't get more injuries because the whole area where his head would have been caved in and he must have ducked or something. Look at this picture. Unbelievable. Crazy. Is that not insane? It's about family. Yes. Uh, what else do we have here? Here's another car-involved story. A man who drove a car into a retention pond on Saturday night is now facing charges. Officers were originally responding to a criminal mischief call. Investigator said Justin Lawrenson, Lawrenson, uh, turned up at the home asking the woman who lives there for help after he was kicked out by his grandmother. Uh, the woman tried to offer the 29-year-old $100 to stay at a nearby hotel, but Lorzen refused twice, saying, Don't play. I will light up your effing house. Huh. Uh, records show the woman went back inside, then looked out the window to see if Lorzen had left. The woman told officers she saw as he backed his gold Cadillac into her car, shoving it about a foot, and then drove off. The damage was reported to be about $3,000. While police were speaking with the victim, officers were patrolling. They spotted a Cadillac. But it took off speeding, and they lost sight of it. And then, apparently, the car appeared to lose control and ended up in a retention pond. Mm. Police said they arrived at the pond to find Lorson standing on the vehicle 
as it was sinking into the water. Help! Officers said the man chucked the bag into the water and then refused to swim back to shore. Eventually, Lorison made it back to land and was arrested. The report said he smelled of alcohol and that he later failed a sobriety test. He threatened to light my house up. All right, and that is what we're going to have uh, for the bizarre file for today. That's it. We have more coming up a little bit later on. Uh, we do have uh, two things to, to remind you of, though. Yes. You're about uh, six or seven minutes left to uh, enter your word for uh, the presidency money clip. The word is compete, C-O-M-P-E-T-E. So just a few minutes left. Make sure you do that, compete. But we also have an announcement. It is a save-the-date announcement. And, you know, with uh, the restrictions and COVID still lingering as it has been, uh, there are curiosities as to what events we are going to be able to do and what events we are not going to be able to do. We actually did this last year while the pandemic was underway because we found a safe way to do it, and we are happy to bring it to you once again, or have you bring it to us, I should say. The I Bleed for Presidency Blood yeah. Drive is going to happen. It'll probably be similar to last year uh, in lots of space, no contact, and everybody adhering to restrictions. But listen, we listen. we had a great turnout last year yeah. despite that. It worked Listen, a lot of people were a lot more on edge at that point, yes. and you're dealing with a the Red Cross. If yes. anyone knows how to keep it safe, they do, and, and everyone felt great. So here's your date. It is Friday, June 18th. Now, we'll have locations coming soon because last year, because of the restrictions, instead of doing it in one location, we split it up. And uh, we, we figured it was an easier way to, to get more donations that way because yeah. of limited capacity. Yeah, no, it makes so sense. On. And, and it worked out great. So we're going to do the same thing this year. This may be a model we do from here on out. Yeah, I'm not yeah. really sure. But here's the deal. Uh, Friday, June 18th, the reason you need to jot that date down is because if you're an active donor, it lets you know that the last day that you can donate and still be, be eligible to donate for our blood drive is next Thursday, the 22nd. So if you plan on donating before our I Believe for Presidency blood drive, Make your appointment uh, pre or, or by Thursday, April 22nd, yes. because ours is going to be on Friday, June 18th. I think it's 56 days, I'm not 100% I sure think you're right. of difference uh, that you need to wait. So if you need the information, it's simple. You go to WMMR.com, it's right there. You just click on events, and all of the information is there, and it's from the American Red Cross and MMR putting Philly first. So we're excited about that. Friday, June 18th, the I Believe for Presidency Blood Drive. All right, we're going to take a break because we've got a lot going on today. Bill Burr is going to be on the program. Bob Saget is joining us from the Goldbergs. Uh, Haley Orentia will be on the show and more, so make sure you stay put. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, I'm Beth Salter, local artist from Oxford selling watercolor and prints of landscapes, seascapes, and iconic silly scenes. My style is unique and easily recognizable as a pauser and is perfect for the home, office, and gift giving. Best Pauser Fine Art is on Facebook and Instagram. Mention WMMR and get 10% off at bestpauser.com. That's B-E-T-H-P-A-L-S-E-R.com. Help support the art. Next message. Hi, David Bradford here, web developer, designer, artist, and founder of DSV Design Agency in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. DSB Design Agency provides premier website design, graphic and logo design, and video services for your business or individual purpose. As a small business, I take satisfaction seriously and treat clients like family, startups, and high-profile clients alike. Visit DSBDesignAgency.com. Connect today and define your presence. 
the Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. That's an interesting um, list, and we'll get to it at some time, but it was essentially life hacks that work. But it wasn't the kind of life hack I'd ever heard about. Like one example was a, uh, a woman had noticed that her husband had left his phone. They were watching a TV show, and his, her husband had left his phone in the kitchen. Right. So she texted it. All right, and so the the alarm, the, the, the notification goes off. He hears it. He gets up and goes into the kitchen and picks it up. And she had texted him and said, hey, on your way back, can you grab some potato chips? <laughs> like, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. So little life hacks like that. There are plenty. We'll have to get into that. But another time, because, ladies and gentlemen, the researchers and scientists at the Just Saying Institute have been busy, busy, busy. The Just Saying Institute, the world's largest contained information base <laughs> ever designed over two million square acres. Oh yeah, it's increased and home to the new 20,000 foot hippie costume warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's convenient. <laughs> they have everything there, man. They do. Uh, no, I saw a few studies that are, that are worth bringing up and uh, might uh, start some conversation, but uh, researchers have determined that human screams yes. convey at least six different human emotions. Okay. okay. I, I, I'm a, um, I think I'm a competitive level screamer. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah, your, yeah. your screams are fantastic. You and Nick, <laughs> yours yours are, um, you can do a variety of different screams. Yeah. Nick is just loud, man. I mean, just insanely loud, uh, as we've heard evidence of many times. They did it! And what emotion is in that? There we go. That's joy. Joy. joy yeah. So researchers have determined, yes, that there are six different human emotions, and the analysis revealed six psychoacoustically distinct scream types. Ooh, okay. So what do you guys think would be scream types? Uh, panicked. Horrified. Okay, so, so fear. Yes. Yep, that's one. Elation. Uh, pleasure. Yep, yeah. Yep. Uh, bowel movement. No. no, that would be pain. Maybe oh, pain. Pain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. okay. We'll go with that. So that's the third one. Uh, that's that's pleasure. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. Excitement. So so surprise. We have, um, it doesn't have that specifically. Shock. Uh, no. But I'll give you the other. Fear. Ones. So well, joy is one of them. So that's self-pleasuring. Nick's scream. Okay. Maybe. Joy. Well, you have that one yeah. guy <laughs> that we used oh, yeah, to hear yeah, from yeah. to time from time to time, and his scream would certainly be so. Yeah. <laughs> I love the end. Ooh. So that's from a porn movie, and and you know the guy that day is thinking to himself, "I'm going to do something different today." Uh, uh, I'm going to really, really sell this orgasm. Uh, so the other ones are uh, sadness and anger. Ah, so okay. altogether, it's anger, pain, fear, pleasure, sadness, and joy. Those are the types of distinct screams right. that there are. I, I think I can add one, but it might be a subset of another one. But like, um, so I'm going to play this uh, scream, right? <laughs> Now, that's jokingly in a movie, but right. that scream is to intimidate. Okay. That's to intimidate somebody. So 
Do you intimidate out of fear or out of anger? Out of anger, probably. Okay. I mean, so screams are usually a lot of times when screams are done. At least in, in this ranking, I think you're you're, you're getting a, a uh, an immediate emotional response as opposed to an orchestrated attempt to just create a loud noise to scare someone. What the interesting thing about this research is, though, they found that listeners responded more quickly and showed more brain activity upon hearing positive screams. God damn yeah! <laughs> so I guess positive screams would be joy, right? I mean, yeah. that would that like would this. be it. it. Yeah, pleasure and joy. So I guess I guess that would be pleasure, yeah. right? Okay, and and joy and joy would be separate. Like uh, you know, oh. I, I, I got engaged. Oh. <gasps> you know. Uh, so, university. So, let's see here. The researchers, uh, University of Switzerland's Sasha Fruholz, uh, said the lead study author said positive screams might have gained priority in humans because yeah. most of our environments are safe, and positive emotions and screams are much more important for human interactions. Up here in Switzerland, it's very difficult to study screams because of avalanches. Uh, and as humans, we actively seek contexts where we can produce positive screens. For example, watching our favorite team winning a match. Yes, the exaltation. Uh, screaming is a natural ability. Newborn babies scream as their first act in life, and we do not have to learn to scream, they do, say. Do you know what's something that always amazes me? is the involuntary whoop, The uh, like the... Um, like during a concert or on recorded albums or on SNL or, or when, like, um, like when Urkel walks onto the set of, you know, yeah. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really? That's yeah. your reaction? Woo, yeah, woo yeah. is, it's one that I go to as well. Yeah. I, like, woo! I don't know why we choose those words, but the W yeah. and the O is woo. I think because th- there had to be a woo early. I, we're, we're creatures of imitation and, yeah. and repetition, so maybe that some... Og years ago saw a pterodactyl went, whoa! Yeah. Why yeah. not? <laughs> why should, why, why is yeah. that not? That, I think That'd that be cool. would be <laughs> a, a good one, too. People start to do that when their favorite sports player comes out. <laughs> <you know>? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think probably the loudest I've ever screamed is the one, the one you have of me going, hey! Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever that is. Ooh, I think boy. it was when we got our phone lines to work. We play it every morning. Hey! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that may be the loudest I've ever screamed. Kathy's would be the Mac Daddy. I think yeah, that's. I, uh, I had Mac Daddy, and I lost. I think yeah. I lost it one of the uh, crashes of the uh, instant replay. When, I'll look for it. Or when Casey lit his fart. Yes, oh yes, that's, that's, so that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That was elation. That, and, yeah! <laughs> that's elation. <laughs> and the last. The loudest I've ever heard Casey yell was during the ranch dressing rant. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. by far, and that was pure emotion. That was you, from yeah. that was from the gut. Yeah, you were. It, yeah, <laughs> we're not happy. I was so happy when you what were screaming that you that didn't e- that you didn't invent it. That was elation. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So anyhow, that's pretty loud too. So six acoustically discreet, discreet, distinct scream types: anger, pain, fear, pleasure, sadness, and joy. Try one out at work today. Yes. Why don't you? When you're asking for a raise. All right. Here's another study at the Just Saying Institute. Turns out that the things we smell as infants can impact our behavior later in life. Yeah. 
Researchers from Japan looked at mice and found that during the critical period when a newborn mouse pup is exposed to an odor, uh, the body released the hormone oxytocin, which Mm -hmm. helps bond them to the memory of the odor and make them have uh, good associations with it. Baby smells, like, are the best. Like, baby shampoo, baby powder. Baby uh, poop. Baby poop is just delicious. (laughs) No, the... (laughs) Listen, this sounds strange if you're not a parent, but... Sniffing your child's hair, your yeah. head, yeah. is just, it's yeah. magical. No, I love it. I do it in the mall. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, man. What are you doing? <laughs> your baby's fresh. Sir? Yeah. Sir, what are you doing? Your daughter. She's 18. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say the only, like, baby product that doesn't necessarily smell good would be, like, the diaper rash cream. Oh, my God. And I don't mind that at all. Get out, really? What's it called? Like Destin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Andy yeah. Ointment? Destin. Yeah. Destin, yeah. Destin you use and Andy it? Ointment. Uh, I don't care for that smell either. Yeah, it's not the best. It just doesn't. Uh... I used to use that on my hiney. Oh, really? Sure. Oh, I still when your ass would hurt. Adults use it. Yeah. 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 yeah I, um, so when I, when I bicycle uh, or cycle, <laughs> I will sometimes have to put that on. On your butthole? Some chafing. Yeah, yeah. So there's also this other stuff that I use called, <laughs> it's called butter. So it's B-U-T-T oh, yeah, yeah, apostrophe yeah, yeah. R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's for your, literally for your butt cheeks. You should try mayo ass. <laughs> <laughs> I just use mayonnaise. Mayo ass. Yeah, mayo ass. Hellman's. <laughs> the very best. Or mustard. Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> oh, that's there even better. Please. <laughs> mustard. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they they have a positive response when they encounter that odor later in life, whatever they smell early on. Uh, the researchers say when it comes to humans, the results suggest that it, that improper sensory inputs may cause neurodevelopmental disorders uh, such as autism spectrum disorder and attachment disorders. Uh, they also add that the result opens many research questions about the functioning of the human brain and behavior. And it's interesting because we've talked about the fact that these these smells, these olfactory sort of experiences and associations are so tangible, like so instantly, like you know, um, and, and they, yeah. th- there's like a flood of emotion. Even yes. with, with like freshly, listen, we mulch works came by and and, uh, and dropped off mulch. I, to me, that smell indicates spring. When it's the beginning, uh, you know, uh, like freshly cut grass. It's the same thing. And, and research have, have have shown that the olfactory senses when you when you smell something, it can if it's if it's specific enough can right. trigger vivid memories, memories yeah. and it's it's never been illustrated better although he's eating rather than smelling in in ratatouille yeah when he takes that bite of the ratatouille and boom it's like immediately transported if you get the right smell we it can seen it can do that for you <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> What's weird about that sensation is that it's uh, involuntary. You don't yeah. know that that's about to right. happen to your brain, right. and all of a sudden these memories come flooding back, and it's just because of some weird odor that drifted into your nose. Yep, exactly. Uh, so they uh, they say that it, it definitely has um, that impact right at, in that first critical stage when you, when you're the fir- within the first week of life that your body can take in those scents and I realize it's being um, processed and put a uh, an imprint on your brain right. that will be there forever, uh-huh. which is pretty cool. So, uh, all right, another study that was done. We're strolling the grounds of the Just Saying Institute. If you're just tuning in, the largest hippie costume warehouse in the world. Uh, men are generally seen as the experts on household finances. Finds a new study. <laughs> <laughs> not, my, not my house. Me and not Steve yet. and Casey. <laughs> 
go against this particular one. Ohio State University researchers did a survey in which mixed <laughs> sex three of you. That's so funny. Married couples had to identify the household member with more knowledge about the household finances. Uh, in 2016, 56% of husbands were designated as most knowledgeable, up from 53% in 1992 and 49% in 1995. But among households with the top 1% of net worth, the husband was designated as the most knowledgeable in 90% of the households in 2016. Wow. Kathy, if I were in charge of the finances in my house, my entire backyard would be a ball pit. You know? <laughs> well, listen, here's the deal. I, I um, like, I, I, I'm good at making decisive moves on things that when that comes up to it but claire runs everything as far as bill paying and and the mortgage and everything else oh it's all and organization it's, it's for all me. It, that's it yes that's that's yeah. the whole thing i'm i'm lousy at organization and or at organizing i guess i should say but uh and and i would and i did mess it up before i met rochelle yeah, yeah. i was my my finances were and it wasn't like i was poor yeah yeah i just didn't manage right. it properly well and you also, know what too but, i think um a lot of because your wives stay home they they stay at home with the kids a lot of stay at home moms at least my yeah. friends they all take care of that it's mm-hmm. it's things that can be taken off of the plate you know of uh, the person uh, that is going out to work it and that's what job. she does yeah and that is her job yeah but, but, but when uh, my it's wife work, will say occasionally uh, okay, goes uh, you know, I, I you know why well, I, I don't work. I said, you you are you kidding me? Yes, you you run everything. Yeah. Shell's gig is complete, much much tougher than mine. Yeah, it's a complete partnership. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I I thank every day she handles all that she handles. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still considered uh, the men are generally seen as the experts. We're we're the we're the exceptions over yes, here, guys. So yeah. No, but it's, uh, happy to be. Know your strengths. Yeah. That's not mine. All right, let's uh, let's talk about something else. But we'll uh, we'll go with a uh, a female uh, study, or at least on uh, a trend for women uh, letting their natural gray hair show. Oh my gosh! Uh. Yes, women it's everywhere uh, view they view letting their natural uh, gray hair show as a risk, though. Why? But you're right, Kathy. There's a, there's a lot it's more everywhere, and I think part of it is it is a little bit of a new trend. I saw it before the pandemic. But now, after the pandemic, people not wanting to go to the hair salon and sort of staying in, so many people have decided, I'm just letting the gray, you know, come through. And mm-hmm. a lot who have gone completely gray. Some grays. Um, listen, I, I haven't seen any. I've seen a number of people have done it. Marilyn, our, our friend Marilyn has done yeah. it. It looks really good. But Marilyn's, uh, that's dyed, I think. I don't think that's just her natural gray? letting it go gray. Really? Yeah, because uh, hers is silver, man. It's, uh, it's no, got a real... I don't, let me see. Wait, I want to see a picture of yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I, I think I thought she let it go, go. All right. It, like, it, wake me up before you go, go. To me, I thought it was a it was a, a conscious choice to, uh, to Which that, enhance I mean, it. Some people do. Do that. Yeah, because do listen, that when it's look. when it's kind of got that in between look, it's not so flattering. And if you want to go ahead and, you know, yeah, do that. I don't know. Why I went. Went up. Go for it. Um, University of Exeter researchers surveyed women who chose not to dye their gray hair and found a conflict between looking natural and being seen as competent. Uh, lead study author Vanessa Cecil explains the old women. The old woman is an undesirable character in uh, Western societies, being seen as incompetent or unpleasant if she is seen at all. In the face of impossible standards to be natural and remain youthful forever, these women are doing what they can to retain status. Although many reported negative consequences, such as being ignored or treated as less competent, they also felt happier to be flying my natural flag. They said, "Yeah, man." <laughs> Uh, many men and women choose to leave their hair naturally gray, or chose to during COVID, as Kathy was saying, for two reasons. 
um, the hairdressers uh, and, and salons being closed and because they were spending less time in public, including at work. So it was just one less thing that yes. people had to mess around with. My mom went gray because she wasn't going to you know, go out and get anything no. done like that. How did she but like it? As soon as she got vaccinated yep. and got everything she taken got care of, she went and got it dyed okay. right away. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the, it, it definitely makes a difference in her appearance. My father has been dyeing my mom's hair for the uh, last year. Oh, my God. What? And uh, it's pretty adorable. Like, yeah. It's, you know, they're both in their 70s. My mom decided not to go gray. She wants to, you know, continue to have the brown. And But she hasn't been going to a salon for a year. So so they they bought the, the take-home kits. And you guys know my parents. And they, <laughs> that, they is the, that is so funny. It's really kind of cute. Have you seen them doing it? Yeah. Okay. They do it out on the porch, and uh, my dad stands there. and then Dad got gloves on. Yeah, and, gloves yeah, on the whole uh-huh. night. He's got, you know, smock, and, you know, she's got the thing, the towel draped over her shoulders oh, and yeah. stuff. It's it's kind of adorable. My uh, my mom and dad used to do that years ago. Really? Yeah. My, yeah, my uh, my mom would dye my dad's hair a little bit darker. No kidding. Well, he was, in, you know, in that executive world that he was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's always been you got to be have that youthful uh, appearance. And my, my dad would return the favor, and they'd sit in the kitchen, and they'd have a lot of fun. Well, Especially when they were a little tipsy, they were dying their faces. <laughs> yeah. uh, my old neighbor would wear a wig, and I think the art of the wig is going away. Yeah, you don't. Uh, you don't dye your wig, do you? No, you don't have to. <laughs> That's right. No, you don't. Uh, you don't see wigs. Well, I mean, I I have a hard time telling on women unless it's obvious yeah. that they're wearing Wait, a wig. Why, why did they wear a wig? Uh, she it's just her nice going out hair, you uh, know. Like yeah. yeah, so she wouldn't dye her hair. Is she older. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you okay, don't yeah. have to get your hair did. <laughs> when when was the era of the wig. wigs just regularly being know. the norm? The, the 50s? The, Probably you 50s, know. 60s. Yeah, yeah. 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 but now it's, now it's the extensions I mean, and the weaves and stuff like that. Right. Um, but there were wig shops and women would have several different wigs for, you yep. know, what they were when they were going to be going out and stuff like that. Uh, here, hang on. Faith is on the phone. Hi, Faith. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? I absolutely love my gray hair. I'm one of the people that decided to let it go. And my hairdresser helped me out a little bit because I went from red to the gray. But you just got to go through the steps. It's beautiful. How did your hairdresser help you out? Um, She stripped the red color out of my hair and put highlights and a toner in. All right. So so your, your gray is being assisted for like an even approach? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You need a, you need a little assistance in this if you don't want the two tone hair going. Okay, on. that's kind of what I thought track. Marilyn did, but I'm that's just me looking, so I've never. What asked do they call her. that two tone? It's the uh, ombre. Ombre. That's right. Um. So I looked at Marilyn's. I I think that's Thanks, Faith. I think that's natural. I don't think on natural. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Because it was looking really sheeny and and uh, like. Bang, popping silver for a while. Look at you, hot stuff. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, but uh, women uh, feel that it's a risk to do it, but then they feel authentic when they do it, according to this particular study at the Just Saying Institute. Let's dive into another one here. Oh man, I, I don't know. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm so mad it's at myself. The movie release. That's okay. <sighs> oh, did you you deleted something? Yeah, no, we're good now. All right, here we go. Thank you. All right, if you're somebody who has a hard time shaking off morning grogginess after you wake up, a new study finds that waking up to a catchy song ah. can help you be more alert. Australian researchers found that melodic tones, regardless of the music genre, is... Take a <laughs> 
It is more effective at reducing that morning grogginess, and they call it sleep inertia. Uh-huh. And it says it's better than, you know, waking up to an alarm clock. It's like literally using this as your alarm, as your wake-up. I've never tried the music. Neither as I. I well, now my my wake-up oh, really? of, of preference now is the... Um, so the one thing I could not stand is for the longest time I, I have had an atomic clock, uh, and the radiation is deadly. No, yeah. uh, uh, and it has that a tone that is such a huh. common tone, Preston, that you'd hear it in a commercial. I, and, I had the same one, and you'd go crazy. I hate it. It's like, like, Stop it! Turn it off. And, and I hate uh, it. So I switched to now. I have that as the backup. Yes, me but, too. But. My main is my uh, Alexa in the room. Oh. I set I set the alarm, and then it has a nice tonal thing that brings me uh, that wakes me up. Mine is just my my phone. Uh, yeah. I have my backup is that right. nightmare noise. Hate it. Uh, but but it's just like it's like a bell ringing, and that's it. That gives me uh, anxiety that na- that noise. So I wake up to music every day. I, I literally set it to Ben FM, and so like uh, and, but that that study is true. If I wake up to a happy song, it it. Changes my mood initially, like right out of right out of the, you know, the get go. Yeah. What if you were to change your alarm to the sound of a dentist drill? Would that yeah. give you oh, any anxiety no. if you yes. woke up in the morning to it's that? Terrible. But the, okay. the Apple phone, the iPhone uh, alarms, I, I hate them. I uh, like they literally give me agita. Okay. We were going to do. I didn't know Marissa. Was, she's great at doing all this stuff. We we're going to have the um, the phone alarm sounds over the or the ringing sounds over the years because I told you I heard oh, right. an old Apple ring. And I was oh, like, yeah, wow, yeah, that yeah, seems yeah. nostalgic now at this yeah. point. What's the best song to wake up to if you go, like, Walking on Sunshine or something like that? It's uh, got to be something that's catchy. System of a Down? Some, something that says a catchy song with melodic tones. So I would think, you know, like, Baby Shark or something <laughs> oh, like that. No. <laughs> Might be. Oh, there you go. Good morning. I mean, people are waking up right now as we're, as we're talking. Right. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Oh, oh, oh man. Enjoy oh, your oh, Thursday. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so, um, I, I don't know. I've, I've heard that a building, songs. like a building volume, um, I tried buying an alarm clock right. that did, that had the two things. It slowly, the light right. would come on and the music would start to slowly pulsate. You know, right. And we get a little bit louder, a little bit louder. I hated that thing. Yeah. It didn't work. I, I, need, I need a get up right now thing. I will tell you this. I, um... For for basic four mornings out of the work week, I beat my alarm clock to getting up. Yeah, uh, you know so that it's, it's usually the norm. It's very rare that the alarm is actually waking me up. Uh, so they said that uh, researchers believe the reason that this works is it has to do with how sound is processed by the inner ear and brain. With previous studies having found that music activates brain regions that control attention. So if you want to. Try this out. What the hell? You may as well pick something catchy. Yeah. Put it in your phone or whatever it may be. And something that you know will uh, will give you kind of a good vibe. Maybe that's a way to wake up and it will actually. Make... I bought a theremin app for my phone. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, I got to adjust. You, you guys talk and I'm going to adjust it. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if a theremin piece of music will work or not, but you could certainly try that. So hold on a second. What do you do to make the noise? You move your finger around. Yeah, it, it has the classic theremin sound. Oh my god! I have a lot oh. of delay. On how those. many? How many toy stupid <laughs> apps do you have? A ton on of them. Phone? I need more. <laughs> I don't, mine, mine all have some yeah. kind of function to them. I, I love the theremin sound. Stupid though. apps. Yeah, I yeah, do too. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, wake up to a catchy song. We. That's it. That's all we have time oh. for at the Just Saying It Stupid because 
Uh, we have our conga line of guests that are coming yes. up when we return. We have a whole lot of people that we're going to be talking to. So I want to make sure that we do stay on time if we can. It's going to be Bill Burr, Bob Saget, Haley Orantia, um, Andrew Fazikas uh, from the National uh, Geographic show uh, Backyard Guide to the Night Sky. So we have a lot of stuff coming up. I want to take a break and come back. And don't forget, we have another shot at winning $500 with the money clip. And that will be at 10 a.m. So a bunch still to come. We'll be right back. Hear Dirty Honey's new track, Gypsy, and the Offspring's Swing Ska-inspired... We never have sex anymore. Plus, see Preston and Steve's recent video interview with Amy Lee of Evanescence. And check out this week's big friggin' deal from King Shooter Supply in King of Prussia. An hour of instruction and range time for just $75. Keyword deal. Our next guest is uh, on to speak about something that we all love, and that's uh, looking up into the night sky. Do we ever? Yes. Absolutely. We have uh, notable uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, all other people who are space-oriented. Derek, Derek Pitts. The great yeah. Derek Pitts. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, April is Global Astronomy Month, and this gentleman knows what he's talking about. He's been, been writing and photographing with uh, National Geographic for quite some time. He's got a book out, and it is called... A uh, backyard guide to the night sky. So this is for everybody. Yes, that likes love to this. Take a look. Please welcome Andrew Fazekas. Yay! Yay! Good morning, Andrew. Nice to see you guys. You as well. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. How long has this been uh, a part of your life? Uh, you know, exploring the sky, taking photographs of the sky. How long you been at this? Oh my gosh, it's my entire life. My earliest memory, how I actually got hooked, was it's thanks to my dad. Uh, we lived in a big city, lots of light pollution. It was soon after uh, Apollo missions went, uh, you know, and all of that. Right. The moon, the moon was a big buzz, and then he was really hooked into it as well. So he bought, he went to a local department store, bought a telescope, put it together, and we went up to the fifteenth floor rooftop uh and just i remember sitting on his lap i must have been what four or five years old and he showed me the moon up close and it was like i was orbiting the moon i saw (laughs) the craters up close the mountains then he pointed off to a star in the distance and he put the telescope trained it on it and it was saturn and i actually saw the rings of saturn through this little department store telescope i was hooked and my dad couldn't just he couldn't keep up with me with I was voracious in, in my appetite for it, you know. I remember so, the, and that's what's led me my passion for my entire life. I remember the first time I saw the rings of Saturn through a telescope and I was I'm like, you can actually see that? I, mm. I had no idea. I thought you just had to yeah. look at photographs that were taken with satellites and so on or very, very, very powerful telescopes. It's pretty amazing when you see that for the first time. Yeah, it's just like in the magazines and, you know, how you see Saturn should be. It's well, one of the, and I, I like to call it the wow planet mm. because when I show it to people who come Somebody to the shot. parties, yeah, they, yeah. Just, they, they, it blows their mind. Yeah, it's abs- I mean, that's that's one that it's, obviously the rings are going to get you. I mean, you know, that's that's the the whole deal. But the cool part is that you have your advice scaled to everything from binoculars, which will get you a very nice image, to uh, as well as, as a telescope. Now, I... I have two telescopes, I, um, and I've been learning. I'm still a, a neophyte, basically, but I I mean, we're fascinated by it, and we, we constantly are talking about, you know, uh, space and the exploration of the Mars Project recently and everything that's going on. It's, it's a big part of the show. And um, 
the technology with telescopes, and I have the, the the Celestron telescope that basically finds everything for me, or at least gets me right in the ballpark. The person who, you know, and this is what you cater to, is the person who goes out and looks up and says, where do I begin? So what's the, for someone looking to get a telescope, a viewing device for the backyard to take advantage of all this, where do they start? What's the best recommendation you can give? Yeah, so first off, if you're completely a newbie and you you don't know anything about the night sky, you want to get a good uh, guide. Star maps are very important. Yes. Maybe getting a good app on your phone or your, uh, your or your tablet. That is a remarkable way of now with the, the tablets and phones have their internal GPS that you can turn on and you can, it'll help guide you to these things. It's, but the point is, it doesn't matter if you've got gadgets or not. Just using your eyes are okay. the most important. Learning maybe five major constellations any for every season of the year. Uh, these are the patterns of stars. And you don't need to go out to the dark countryside. I know cities are light polluted, but guess what? When you're a beginner, you don't want to be overwhelmed with thousands of stars and you have no idea where, what star to connect with others to form a constellation. Stay in the city, actually, maybe in a local park or your backyard. Turn down some lights that you have normally so your eyes can get a little bit dark adapted, 15 yeah. minutes or so. And then just... Just be patient and take about a half hour to learn how to find where the Big Dipper is, for right. instance. Then use the Big Dipper seven stars to point to neighboring parts of the sky. You'll find other other destinations. In the summer, for instance, guys, you've got something called the summer triangle. It dominates the overhead skies all the way to September. And this is just three bright stars. Each of those stars marks the, its own constellation. Um, it's, uh, they're all part of their own constellation, but the three mark out this big, easy-to-find triangle okay. in the sky up above us. And you get a three-for-one deal that way. That's how you start. Then graduate to binoculars. If you're really eager for a telescope, then you could start with the moon. Make sure when you want to buy a telescope, maybe search out a uh, an astronomy club in your area where other amateurs who've been doing this for years, they love to share their knowledge. Find out what a telescope is like. What do they recommend? You know, what do you uh, recommend? So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what if you're antisocial and your local telescope group is a bunch of nerds? You, I'm asking you, what do you what can yeah. you recommend? Yeah, I mean, I, for, uh, you know, binoculars, uh, at least the 7 by 50 so right. seven times magnification, definitely. Uh, Celestron is a really good manufacturer. There's some, there's some good solid manufacturers, Orion, Skywatcher. These are names that you'll see time and again if you do searches online. Okay. And a good telescope, for instance, is like uh, what we call a Dobsonian, a reflector telescope that can sit on a tabletop or has a really good uh, swiveling base on it, something that's about like five inches, six inches in the mirror size. Um, and then, of course, if you're into gadgets, well, you can go into what's called a go-to telescope, where it actually uses your phone attached to it, like you were mentioning before, or has onboard computers that'll help guide you to positions. But there's nothing that replaces you learning different places in the sky. Yeah, you're, you're right. That, 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 that was going to lead me to my next question, Andrew. I have, a, I have a, uh, an app on my phone called Planets. And it has made it very easy for me to just hold it up. Yeah. It's got the horizon, and you look around, and it will identify what you're looking at. Is that cheating? Am I okay to use that? What do you think? Well, look, I mean, I'm in for as long as I can get you 
out there under the sky and appreciating what the universe is. I don't really care how you do it. You know, some people, it, it's whatever, whatever floats your boat. You know, some people like the challenge of finding things in the sky. They like the hunt. You know, the hunt is what yes. it's about. Hunt down that galaxy that's 27 million light years away just to see those, that feeble fuzzy light with your eye. That just blows a person's mind away. Another person, they go, I don't care how to hunt it down. I just want to see it. <laughs> exactly. So that's they, that's me. Know, I'm and, the second that's one. that's okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, what I like to do, Andrew, is something that uh, you illustrate on your YouTube channel, which, by the way, is uh, is the night sky guy. And you talk about what uh, might happen in a particular week or over a particular month. So what can, you know, so if you give me instructions to say, hey, look, you know, you're going to be able to see Saturn near Jupiter this month or whatever. To me, that's something that gives me a, a place to start. Uh, what's coming up on our night sky this week, next week that we can look for? Yeah. So, I mean, right now, what I'm really jazzed about, I want to share with people, is that you can see uh, the crescent moon next to Mars. There's an encounter between the moon and Mars. Of course, they're not physically going to be close together. They just appear that way in our skies. It's an optical illusion. But it is going to be very eye-catching. So this Friday night, Saturday night, uh, after sunset, look towards the west, you'll see a beautiful crescent moon. And if, and if you look carefully, you'll start seeing as the sky darkens, an orange star very close to it. That is planet Mars. That's it's not that's, a star. That's it's awesome. And you hear about NASA landing on the, on Mars. We're going to release that drone helicopter next week. You know, there's a lot of buzz in the news about it. Well, you can go out and see that planet for yourself with the naked eye, even if you're in the city. And just imagine this, guys. Well, this is what blows, I think, people's eyes. That orange color, you can actually see that distinctive coloration of Mars with your eye. It looks orange. And that's because of the sunlight hitting the uh, dust and sand dunes that cover Mars uh, that's filled with iron oxide. It's the same chemistry that we get from rusting iron here yeah. when iron rusts on, on, on our planet. That's so, what's happening there, and that's what gives it that distinct coloration, and you can see that with your eye. So when people realize that, and I think that's the thing, they're, they're, they sell this very expensive, it's really not a telescope, it sort of looks for different things in the sky and and photographs it and or connects it through to your iPad so you're watching it on a screen. And to me, there is a certain straight through to your own eye in real time looking through a telescope and seeing it. And, you know, to me, it's a little bit of a you can just you can put on a TV special about the stars and look at it the same way if you're going to look at it, you know, with that second element removed. And that's the cool thing. You can look up with your naked eye and then see it. And as you said, a pair of binoculars, a good pair of binoculars, when people just see the moon, you know, and you can make out the craters on the moon. That's a mind blower. Yeah. We lost him. Oh, did we lose yeah, him? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the video. I'm like, he's not moving at all. Uh, he's frozen. Oh. In... <laughs> I thought he was crying. I was... I'm oh. like, wow, that guy is, man, he's good. He doesn't move at all. We're doing a Zoom interview. He's like a fly way. lands on his face. <laughs> Andrew, and by the way, Casey got two emails during that uh, during that whole conversation. And they weren't even important emails. <laughs> Didn't you hear that? Oh, that was that him? We're going through Casey's laptop, so... I think I'm like wow. Andrew does not blink at all. I think Andrew's in Canada. Is he in he Canada is. right now? Okay. He's Canadian. I know that. Right. I don't know if he's in. Canada. Doesn't he know that we had a perfect connection with Serbia yesterday? I heard a boot, and I also heard Iron, yeah. which Iron. made me think of Jackie Bam Bam immediately. Yeah. Who uh, pronounces Iron Maiden? Yeah, he said, Iron we're trying to get him again. All right, are we? We're going to try to. Uh, I still have it on my computer, Nick Murphy. If that helps at all, so. we hook up with him. Yeah, it's trying to connect right you now. You know, let's. Can we finish the interview with texts? 
Uh, yeah, why yeah, don't we do yeah. that? And I'll say what we're texting, and then when he responds, I'll, ha, I'll tell ha, you guys ha. what that is. <laughs> uh, you know what's interesting? I, I, w- I was looking up um, uh, my kids and I used to, th- there's a guy named Steve, Steve Sanders, who was uh, uh, in the uh, um, astronomy department at Eastern University, which is over kind of Villanova area. Right. Uh, and he let us uh, come by to their observatory a couple times, take the kids, and they have a planetarium, too. Um, and what I didn't realize about people that are uh, astronomers and so on is they they live like this um, vampire-type lifestyle yes. because oh, wow. they're studying they, the night sky. Yeah. And like he's like, oh, yeah, I'm up all night long. I'm up till till the sun comes up. Well, that's, that's it. Everything yeah. The show is on at night. Yeah. I have to, It's funny because when I was actually revising my... My plan of attack for really getting the most out of a telescope and being able to really enjoy it, the, a guy a guy was giving the most salient advice I ever heard. He said, "You can get you know get people get these elaborate things and these so on and so forth." He goes, "You got to realize this is the percentage of nights weather wise you're probably going to get to go out and see oh, it. Yeah, yeah. This is you know so if you have something that's sixty eight hundred pounds to move in and out, you're not going to do that. Right. You got to have something that sits right in the sweet spot that you can use and and use when the moment lends itself to it." I think we've we're completely off the connection. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. we are. Yeah, so. He disconnected too. So well, oh, right, can he con- can he contact Bill Burr and we can no no. Can't. <laughs> but uh, listen, he had mentioned the uh, the Mars uh, rover and the helicopter thing. Yes, uh, they had originally planned. By the way, it's called the Ingenuity helicopter. Right. They had planned on doing that. I think last week, uh, but it didn't go as planned. They pushed the date back until I think. They were going to try to get it going this week, uh, but after analyzing the issue over the weekend, uh, they concluded that a minor modification and reinstallation of the the flight control software is the most robust path forward. So they're sending it. How cool is that? They're sending an update to Mars. Yeah. Yeah. And Because uh, you, you wouldn't know until you got there. And apparently validating the software change and beaming it to the, uh, the chopper uh, through the Perseverance rover is going to take some time. A uh, detailed timeline is still Get being. To the <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Nick. Around here, the uh, you were were trying to get to Cherry Springs uh, State Park, and that is apparently like a, a an area close to where we are. And by close, I mean like a five minute, five hour car ride. Yeah, it's like four for. Uh, four or five hours. And yep. the the time you went there, it was overcast, and you weren't able to see the night sky. No, no, no. It was a super moon. Oh, it was a super yeah, moon. Yeah, so it was, uh, and the yeah. park uh, was closed for campers. So um, it was still good night skies. It just was not optimal night skies. Okay. I, I didn't even know that that would be an issue. Carter and I took this trip when he was 13. We went to Wyoming, and one of the things that he really, really wanted to see was the Milky Way. And the oh, night yeah. sky, we were going to be way out there, away from any light pollution whatsoever. Huge, yeah. big, full moon, and it just nothing. Couldn't yeah. see, couldn't see. That's any how bright it. it is. Um, bummed out. Yep. What's it called when there's no moon in the sky? A new moon. New moon. Okay. Uh-huh. So when I was in the Grand Canyon for that week, there was no moon in the sky. Great. So Ooh. every night I went to sleep, it was stars and Milky, the Milky Way. Yeah. Oh my I'll god! I'll tell it's you what. Something else, man. Also, when you're looking at the moon, it's better to have like a half moon, a crescent moon, because yeah. the, the shadows that will be cast can can show you more of what's well, a, what's if because people don't realize. On a full oh, to moon, you through a telescope, yes. it is bright. incredibly bright. Kathy, have you ever seen the Milky Way in person in the sky? Mm. You would know. I mean, it it would dazzle even you. Yeah. You just, it you, you have no idea how much stuff is up there until all the light's taken away and you can see it. It's just, I, I remember the first time as a kid, I was mm-hmm. probably, I don't know, in first or second grade or yeah. something like that. 
And I remember seeing that. I was that's like, been up there. I, I had <laughs> yeah, no yeah. idea. It's, yeah. It looks like clouds. Yeah, and they're not clouds. They're stars or clusters of stars. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So I slept under the stars every single night, and there were people that actually, you know, we were provided tents, but yeah. to, and there were people that slept in their tents. I'm like, why are you doing that? Like it was a. You know, yeah, it was the perfect thing to go to sleep to every single night, and that's what I did. I just laid there and and watched this the sky until I fell asleep, and like that was. Uh, but I also couldn't photograph it, uh, uh, it Nick, and it's be, I don't know you need how the right, camera. right camera and right exposure. So you need to have you know let the lens open for a certain amount of time. The aperture has a lot to do with it. My, my girlfriend does this uh, sort of on an amateur level, and she's really good at it. She's much more talented than I am, but um, it really it's just leaving the lens open for the certain amount of time, and you have to keep it. Obviously, it has to be on a um, tripod because you can't move the camera at all. The question, Casey, did you were you using your phone or did you have a camera? No, I just had my phone. Yeah, okay, you're not going to get good Milky Way photos. You nah. can't do. Uh, exposure not differences real. on your phone. You, you can, you do can a little but, bit, but it's, it's, it's not the same. Yeah, it's not going to be yeah. good. You know, but Preston, you just bought a new camera not that long ago. You yeah. can use that and set those settings. Yeah. You know, and and then great uh, get great photos. I saw the Milky Way when we were in uh, Maine last summer. So you don't have to go that far or out west or in the middle of nowhere, even Cherry Springs, to be able to see. It. You can you can find it on the East Coast. Caroline really wanted to see it. We were in uh, we were in um, um, Bar Harbor. Um, Bar Harbor. Thank you, Bahaba. Uh-huh. And and unfortunately the. The hotel that we were staying because we had a we had a little uh, patio that we could go out on, but the hotel we were staying at just had lights, yeah, and even even small lights like that yeah. that'll do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Wash it out, and we weren't able to see. She really wanted to see. It was really cold too, so we didn't drive somewhere and go look. But we saw it in Hawaii. That was pretty amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, we should take a break because we still have several other guests that are going to be on the way. Uh, including Bill Burr. And that's Bill who, Burr. That's who we're going to talk to next. Bill's going to be in Atlantic City in September, but he's calling us now, so we'll take a break and be back in a moment with him. Stay put. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Liz DeLise. your local shots artist of the month for April. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Our next guest has been on our show many times throughout the years. Why? We flew him into a, in a helicopter one time out to a remote broadcast. Uh, I don't, I don't think he would go for that again. That we we're doing, no, probably not. <laughs> yeah, uh, Marissa actually said that I think he's the first uh, official guest we had in our brand new studio. In our brand, at the time it was yeah, brand new. Yeah. It was ten years ago, but yeah. Uh, and he's got a couple of shows right around the corner, September third and fourth. Awesome, little ways off, but yeah. we are happy to talk to him anytime and all. That's going to be the Hard Rock, the Est Edis uh, Arena. Please welcome the man, Bill Burr, yeah. to the program. Bill, hey. good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, Long bud. time. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. It has been. And uh, your show's, you know, not till September. We're happy that you're on board, you know, getting giving us a call and promoting that ahead of time. We're getting calls from people all over the world. Your best buddy, Bert Kreischer, we spoke to him yesterday from Serbia <laughs> on this getting oh, wow. ready to, to film that movie. Yeah, you heard about him and, and Mark Hamill, right? No. 
Oh, <laughs> you didn't hear? So they're doing the machine movie, no. and Mark Hamill's going to play his dad in it. So that was interesting. Yeah, did not know that. I knew he was doing the machine. I didn't know what the, who the uh, the cast was. That's awesome. Well, he, he is funny. He brought up some intelligence or some. He gave us some stuff. He said, "You got to bring this up to to Bill because we uh, listen. We're all big fans of the Mandalorian. You were excellent on that show, and and I, I hope you're returning. But I know for a fact that you and it's it's been funny the way you've talked about Star Wars fandom and all that stuff throughout the years. It's been great. But you ended up on the show, and he said, you know, for the the great. Uh, again, your character uh, is is terrific, and your appearances on the show. You might not exactly be aware of just what exactly is going on on the Mandalorian. He said. He said you yourself. May, it's possible you're not watching it. Well, I'm not going to watch something that I'm in. I'm no, do that. Just sit there. Oh wow, look at me! Look at my big stupid head. No, I really think that this that. A human being should never be watching themselves talking and see what the side of their head looks like. That's like one of those Native American things where you lose part of your soul. Yes, you get robbed of your soul. Yeah, you, you, you lose a couple of pixels of reality. Um, no, I, I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan. Rick Famuyiwa and John Favreau literally changed my life, put me in the show. I think it, it's an amazing show. Wow. It looks like a spaghetti western. It's but so I'm good. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to sit there and watch myself. <laughs> I, 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 I just, you know, it just takes me out of it. I just sit there looking, going like, why did I do that this way? Oh, that was a long day. Oh. So you could see, you know, just or whatever. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm just completely out, taken out of it. So I don't sit down and. Uh, no, I, 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 I no, want, I, I don't watch anything. I can, wow. abs- I can absolutely I see that. Yeah, no, I, I, I listen. I, I totally understand that, and and that makes sense. I will tell you this from our vantage point: you're a really good actor. I mean, you're really yeah. good. Like uh, the the King of Staten Island uh, that you were in just recently. Uh, that 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 blew me away, man. And and you 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 keep sort of um, rising to the challenge. Was were you initially interested? Uh, you know, as far as flirting with acting and thought, okay, give me, uh, I'll take a shot at it. Or was that always part of the plan, stand up and acting and all that stuff? Well, I remember uh, I worked with the comic way, way, way back in the day. Good Lord, at this point, like 27 years ago, maybe 26 years ago. Right. And he was, he was talking to me about how he did a show in New York. I was in Boston at the time, how he did a show in New York and there was some big wig in the crowd who was booking a, a pilot and they wanted him to come in and read for the part because they loved his act. They loved his look and he had never taken an acting class and it didn't go well. And <laughs> he was just sitting there, just he, this, the look on his face. Like, remember that guy in platoon where he's like, I got a bad feeling. That was him. <laughs> that was the look on his face. Yeah. He goes, make uh, my, if I can give you any advice, make sure you take an acting class. So I started taking acting classes just because of, uh, you know, if you know that just seemed like you know back then before you could have a you know a whole career outside of Hollywood. Now there was all, there was one door in. Yeah. It's just like you did stand up. You're going to get on a sitcom or you're going to, you know, have a movie career or whatever, whatever was going to happen. But you had to make sure that you could act. So I just started taking it. And it took me a while to sort of, you know, fall in love with acting the way I did with stand up just because I stunk as a comedian. 
and and I wasn't good as a comedian yet. So that being a stand up really pulled trying to be get good as a stand up really pulled my focus for a long time. Well, you, I mean, it's clear you've worked hard at it, and it's you know you had some supporting roles, but it's your major role in, in the. King of Staten Island, and uh, it's, it, to me as I'm watching, I'm like, this is a really, you know, sort of personal story for Pete Davidson. You know, basically the story of his life and his dad who died in 9-11 and, and all that stuff. And did you feel like an extra onus, you know, on, on, on that set because it was such a personal and based in reality story for him? Yeah, and like one of the first days we, we you know, we're getting ready to go do it. Um you know, we went over to the firehouse where Pete's dad was stationed. Wow. And one of the guys that worked with them, John Sorrentino, who's in the movie, he took us through the whole day of 9-11. <sighs> and I remember going like, uh, I, don't, I, I can't do this. I can't pull this off. And, uh, and then they cast Marissa Tomei. And I was like, oh, my, she's like unbelievable. I'm going to look like an idiot in this thing. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of... Um, you know, I think if you're basically a performer of any worth, basically meaning you really care and want to do a good job, you always have a panic attack like, you know, they got the wrong guy. Why did they pick me? If you want to recast me, I have no problem with that. Like you want to just you have like a total meltdown. Yeah. And, um, you know, but like, uh, but it, you know, it, it, it works, like, you know. Good. Yeah, it worked. And, and the and the stash, I think, is a, is a good look for you. That you rocked in that movie. <laughs> Uh, I, I wanted to ask you. Uh, as long because... as I was dressed like a firefighter, when I didn't have it on, I looked like some guy who went too hard at Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess you're right. You got to have the fire gear on, or else it doesn't quite work. I wanted, you know, it's an observation going through your 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 stuff and doing the, the you know a little bit of research before the talk today. You've been uh, so you have F is for Family is wrapping up, which is a is a, is a great animated series that you've uh, you know, created and, and uh, been a part of, and that's wrapping up. But you you've been with Netflix for a long time, and I was wondering, like at the beginning of that arc, because at the beginning of everything, you know, I remember a lot of people were very sort of dismissive about Netflix, and, and you kind of got in when it was in its embryonic stages. It's one of the few things that I was able. I saw it. What I could see what it was going to be. I mean, I didn't foresee it doing what it is now. But like, I was trying to build my following internationally, and they were doing the same thing. With they were starting to get in all these different countries, so it was sort of. And I also remember like my my first special came out on Comedy Central. It was edited. They have to take out eight minutes per half hour, so sixteen minutes was out the window. Right, leaping it, and 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 it came on Friday. And if you missed it, then they did a replay Sunday, and that was it. And I remember I got a little bit of few emails that were sort of like whatever. And then it went on Netflix, because that was part of our deal, and it was un you know unedited and all that. And I got this surge in ticket sales and all of that. I mean, it wasn't like a genius move. I literally saw the difference between basic cable and what they were doing, where Netflix, I mean, this sounds crazy, but back then it was a big deal that someone could watch it on the weekend and then come into work and be like, it's still there. Go right. watch it. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're like Com Comedy Central was like, did you see? Oh, you missed it. Oh, my goodness. The, the way they were bleeping is special, like a. You know, like sounding like, you know, like Morse code. <laughs> so um, and then it just became this thing like 
every country I was going to, if they weren't already there, they were going to be there the next year. So I would bring my DVDs. This is how long I would literally ship a box <laughs> of DVDs over to like uh, Sweden and I would just give them away for free. I was just carpet bombing them because I learned through like, you know, trying to learn how to play drums. I remember that. Oh, guitar, I think it was at the time. Um, I, I, I was trying to figure out the rhythm section of Walk This Way, and the only guy who broke it down was this French guy. And then the whole thing was in French, and the second I clicked on that YouTube video, my whole YouTube became French. Everything on the right, the next videos were <laughs> yeah. all in French. I'm like, oh, there's all different rooms here. Yeah. So I need these people in, in Sweden to put my stuff into the, the Swedish uh, – not Sweden. Yeah, Sweden uh, – yeah, the uh, their YouTube areas. Yeah. So I was like, take this, upload it. I don't care. Blah 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 blah. And I did that for like three, four years, and then it was like it was really a great thing. And then then Netflix obviously yeah blew past what I was doing. Right. And I think at this point they're in every country except like Syria and North Korea was the last I checked. Yeah. I, it's it's <laughs> wild. I, listen, I've been a stand up comedian fan for as long as I can remember. It's something that, you know, I think uh, the first thing, a career I ever said I wanted to do. And that was, you know, it was in grade school. I was probably like sixth or seventh grade. And, and so I've, I've always um, appreciated what you guys do. And, and I've, I'm interested in the trajectory of people's careers. And I think your career has been like this nice, slow and steady build. And so I wanted to ask you about like, <laughs> yes, it has. No, but, and, and I, no, no. But, so sometimes I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's good for the comedian for them to hit too fast. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's, it's, it's tougher to sustain that. And, and so now your status, like, and I don't know if this is going to make you feel weird or not, but like you are, I think, considered to be like the top of the top. Like yeah. when you talk about the best comedians, yeah. you talk about Bill Burr, you talk about Dave Chappelle. And, you know, does that make you feel weird to be at that level? No, I don't listen to it. You don't? I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. There's so many guys out there, Stanhope, Rogan. There's just too many. There's too many amazing people. And the kids coming up are also amazing. And, uh, you know, there's, there's good and bad things with how quickly young comics can be seen. And I think the, the kids, I can say that now, being 52, 53, they, they're navigating it well. You know, some people screw up, but, you know, I would have screwed it up. But, you know, um, I, mean, I don't I, I don't. The second you start thinking you're the best guy out there, you're going to start. No, no, you're right. I, I agree with that. You, you, I've been calling you guys every 15 minutes, so I have to jump <laughs> off, unfortunately. Um I got to, I got to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm press boy today. So I want to thank you guys for all the years. Oh, you got to jump. Oh yeah. Stuff. Yeah. No, any, you anytime Bill, we'll, we'll, we'll see you September 3rd and 4th hard rock at uh, the Edis arena, but uh, we'll, we'll chat another time soon. Okay, man. Beautiful. Thank you guys. Appreciate all it. Right, man. Bar, guys. Oh, man. I didn't know oh, he was press for yeah, time. Yeah. I didn't time. Yeah. He did say he loves us. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a nice like thing. What were you going to ask him, Nick? Well, I wanted to get to the Sistine Chapel um, yes. question from Bill. I know. From I had that on the list. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to chat with him about uh, SNL, too, because, you know, when people go to a Bill Burr show, uh, probably ostensibly they're Bill Burr fans, but not everybody that tunes into SNL is. And so I thought he killed it because I, I love him. I think he's a great comedian, but he caught a little bit of flack for it. So I was interested to hear what his perspective was. But next time. I thought yeah. we had more time. We Me created too. more time. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. Uh, so tickets are available at uh, BillBurr.com, by the way. That's a He's at that level now, man. He's just it's, brushing it's, us off. Look tough, at that. It's tough to juggle that, you know? Uh, no, nah, he was uh, he was very confident. I pulled up yeah. his uh, his Instagram while we were t- chatting with him. Uh, people who follow Bill Burr include The Rock, 
Sly Stallone, Judd Apatow. I mean, you know, it's just he's he's huge. You know, Stallone loves him. Well, yeah. to the point also that um, he is that level, and I mean, he's self-deprecating, but. Uh, like the 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 last special he did for Netflix was, I mean, you remember the Chappelle special came out, yeah, and the uh, the Bill Burr special came out. And he was from the Royal Albert Hall. Do you remember that? Which he sold I, it out. I, yeah, I wanted to ask him about that. Yeah, and how you get a fan base. But I mean, those were two of the most incredible stand up specials I'd seen in a long time. All right, are we going to do the bizarre file? Yeah, we have to do that right. now. Yeah, because we have more guests coming up. So let's do this. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Coors Pure, Pure. an organic light beer that is refreshingly simple uh, for the exceptionally crisp, clean taste you'd expect from Coors. 92 calories, no sugar, Cure Coors Pure. A California man who went missing Monday evening while on a hike. In the San Gabriel Mountains has been found. Here's yet another. This is the yes. third hiker story Stop of the week. going outside. Rene Compion <laughs> was found near the uh, Chilayo campgrounds. I'm sure that's Chilo. pronounced incorrectly Chilo. on Tuesday afternoon. But it's interesting how they tracked down where he was. So he was reportedly airlifted out. He was in good condition. He didn't have to be hospitalized. The rescue came just hours after the sheriff's department asked avid hikers to help identify the area that Compion had been while he sent his friend a photo during his trek on Monday. So that's all they had to go on that's was this crazy. picture that he sent his friend, and they took this and sent it out to NS hikers to see if they knew where this was. He later texted his friend um, shortly before 6 p.m. saying that he was lost and that his phone was dying, prompting authorities to u- uh, utilize the photo in the search for him. Uh, the He had been hiking in the Mount Waterman area of the mountain range, uh, and the photo that he texted he, his friend showed his legs, which were covered in dirt and a canyon below where he was sitting. Huh. Authorities who were earlier found his car near the trailhead said that the dirt on his legs could have possibly been from a burn area on the mountain, so that helped clue them in as well. Uh, it's unclear on which trail he had been hiking, but they they found somebody was able to identify that photo, and he had and, and nowhere on the trail he was. Wow. He had a bear take the picture for him, right? Yeah, sure. He had to, <laughs> yeah, okay, no problem. Yeah, Hold can you get my whole body in yeah. there? No, no, yeah, I don't want to cut your head off. Okay, I'm gonna want to chew it off. Uh, how about this? Japan says it will release more than one million tons of contaminated water from the ruined Fukushima nuclear power station back into the sea. Yeah. In a decision that drew swift condemnation from China, South Korea, and environmental groups. I, dude, yes. Yeah, right? All the posts I've seen about it have been, you you are aware of, of Godzilla. Godzilla, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the work to release the water will begin in about two years, and it's expected to take decades. They're not just going to dump it all out there. Okay, well, then we'll have many Godzillas. <laughs> but the water's equivalent to about 500 Olympic-sized swimming pools. What? So we got an email from a guy yesterday. Right, I saw that. And he signs off Godzilla <laughs> Mark, right? And yeah. then he's got a follow-up oh. email. He goes, uh, the autocorrect changed Gadzooks to Godzilla. <laughs> That's great. Hey, Godzilla, everybody. Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla, you later. I actually like that better than yeah. Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. We can change it up. Godzilla. Uh, ma'am. <laughs> A man was detained by sheriff's officials and cited after he jumped into the elephant exhibit at the Milwaukee County Zoo on Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> 
Officials said the man wanted to impress his daughter. Zoo officials added... I'm going to show you how stupid I am. (laughs) Zoo officials added the man climbed over a locked fence area in the outdoor exhibit. He then started climbing over a secondary fence but did not breach that barrier. Officials said the man never shared space with two of the zoo's African elephants who were outside at the time. Uh, Security noted the sheriff's office and he was escorted from the property. Uh, He had been warned that the area was restricted, so the zoo was actually closed during the time of the incident, so I guess he broke into. I don't really know. Look at this. Look at this. I hate to cut it short, but... Oh, no, we get cut off all over the place. Well, we got money to give away. We've got uh, uh, two more guests to join, so we got plenty left. We'll take a break and come back with that, so next up is your opportunity to win that money through the money clip, and we'll also talk to Haley uh, Rentia and Bob Sackett, so we'll be right back with them. Stay put. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com, and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm going to just shut up and have a chance for you to win some money now because we have guests coming up right after we do this. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. Ten years, man. Ten. Now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, and the word that you need to send to us is flowers, F-L-O-W-E-R-S. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to get on that. Three ways to send it to us. You can uh, text it via our special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you're interested in winning the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from our company, Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by Hyundai City. So once again, flowers. That's your word, F-L-O-W-E-R-S. Good luck to you, friend. All right, uh, we have a guest who is standing by. Uh, She's been in our studio before. Fantastic, wonderful, talented, hilarious, all of these things. She's amazing. And there is a special episode. They're always doing great special episodes. Uh, of the Goldbergs, and it's Wawa Week. Oh, Wawa Week. Oh, yeah. uh, and, in fact, Wawa is doing a uh, special anniversary along with this. It's their 57th anniversary. You know how prominent Wawa has figured into the Goldbergs throughout the years. And, in fact, yes, in Jenkintown. Yes. The, the Jenkintown Wawa, which is located, hang on, I got the information right here. It's located on. That's where the JTP hangs out. Old York Road is going to be transferred back into an 80s version of it in <laughs> honor of the JTP. It's great. Which is great. And I've got a giveaway to do here in a moment with that. But we want to welcome our guest to the show. Uh, please welcome Haley Arantia to the show. Hi, thank you. H- how are you, uh, Haley? I'm great. How are you? We're, we're doing excellent. Wawa dropped a whole, a whole bunch of stuff for us to eat. So <laughs> Thanks you know. to you. Oh, that's amazing that you're doing great. You're yeah, we're doing fine. solid. Can I can I jump in quickly, Preston? Because yeah. last night, I have to tell you something, Haley. I did not realize this. Uh, there was a beautiful version of Heart of Glass during the show. And I'm hearing this, uh, you know, the Blondie song. And I'm thinking, 
you know, I, they, they have these songs that pop up occasionally, these these variations on songs from the time. And uh, I would I would buy an album of these songs. I was like, I wonder if this is songs available. It turns out you were the one singing that, correct? Yeah, I was so excited that they asked me to do a cover of that. And it was a very different cover than the original. It's more slowed down and emotional. And I loved it. Was it was really fun to do. Yeah, I loved you. it. It was I so good. Put it out. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a suggestion. And then uh, just give us a large percentage of the profits if you would. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, obviously, the whole thing's going on with Wawa, and it figures prominently in with the Goldbergs, but there is a, a seismic, almost tectonic shift taking place on the Goldbergs. You've broken up with Jeff, and that was actually the impetus for the uh, the, the Heart of Glass uh, thing. So, I mean, you, you've had a couple of other things as well, obviously, and something we should mention, the passing of George Siegel, uh, who is, you know, pops and, and so, so fantastic. And you, you all put out uh, amazing things and references to working with him, um, you know, uh, just a quick idea of what he meant to you working with him on the show. Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to start. Um, He's just such a legend and such a pro. I mean, would come to set and a joy to be around always making us like the crew laugh constantly, but at the same time, such a professional knew how to knock it out of the park every time. And, And more than anything, he, and I miss this, is his laugh. He just has the, <laughs> I swear to you, the world's greatest laugh. And any time that you were able to get him to that point where he was giggling or, like, wheezing, he was laughing, you're like, oh, I have just accomplished so much today. <laughs> well, he always played, people didn't, may not know this, but he was a really accomplished banjo player, and, and he did play on the show a couple of times. Did you ever get a chance to uh, to play and sing along with him? I did. There's well, I don't know if I got to sing along with him playing banjo, but there were I want to say two different scenes that I was in where I remember him um, having to play, and one that was one on one where he and I were. He was sort of um, telling my character to kind of not lose faith and wanting to chase after music, and right. that was really special for me because as someone who does music outside of the show, you know, getting to connect with him on that level as well was really cool. That is that is cool. So um, let me ask you now: you, you you came around through town here, um, you know, and, and obviously you're in the studio here, and and mm-hmm. you you uh, describe your experience. Was that the first time you got to visit Wawa? in the history of, of your life with Wawa? It was, which is kind of crazy because it's such a big part of my life now <laughs> being on the show <laughs> that, you think that I'd been to all of them. But yeah. um, no, that, that was my first time ever going. And I, you know, I got a coffee. I think I, I don't know if I got a hoagie that day because I ended up getting a hoagie at another like classic Jenkintown place. Right. But it was. I understood like why people why it's so important. Love yeah, yes. it's it's funny because I, I took my daughter on a driving trip. We went up to Maine and we were there for about a week, and then we were coming back. And when I I knew I was home when I saw the first Wawa. Yeah. I mean, it was so weird yeah. like that. Like that that was the landmark yeah. that did it for me. Oh, we're almost home. This <laughs> yeah, is wonderful. Staple, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's weird because it, it is that thing, and I, I mean, it's you know, and you know, we had Tim Meadows, obviously, you know, a, a, a cast member as well. He was in the studio here. We were talking for a while, and he, at the time, he was here to not realize that the Goldbergs, which is, is a show he's on, to, he didn't realize he was in Philadelphia where it took place. Yeah, yeah. he didn't know. <laughs> oh my. Yep. I mean, the man works on a lot of things, so I, I can, I'll give him a little bit of a break. But. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I wanted to ask you about, you know, you, you keep your hands in, in a lot of stuff. I mean, acting pre- uh, predominantly on 
uh, the Goldbergs, but music, you, you float around and do all kinds of great stuff. And you were part of uh, this virtual concert, this yeah. uh, John Oates Song Fest thing that took place. Uh, oh, yeah. And there were a lot of big names uh, that were in that. Uh, how Was that, um, did you get to meet with anybody? I mean, I know it's all virtual, but did you get to meet it some people through that? It was, when I just tell you, I, I saw the lineup. First, John Oates reached out to me directly to ask if I would do this. And that wow. in and of itself was like, yeah. what is happening? Because yeah. he did a cameo on last season's. It was um, great. With the Goldbergs, and so he and I really connected over music, and him, you know, being in Nashville where I'm, I am half the year usually, and so he reached out to me, and I'm always pinching myself, and I'm like, is John Oates really just hitting me up right now? <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, totally. And then I saw the lineup, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like some of the most iconic people, and and also Sarah Bareilles, who is like my idol, was. Um, in this lineup, and he actually, not even knowing that, said, would you mind, you know, as a part of this festival, introducing um, one of our artists? I was like, sure. He said, would it be Sarah Bareilles? Like, could you do that? Oh, wow. And um, yeah, like, that's the easiest thing I could do that, like with my eyes. But uh, yeah, like well, percent. one year when it happens, you know, so, so, so John Oates and, and, uh, um, you know, and Daryl Hall, Hall and Oates, they, they put on a show every summer and, uh, unfortunately it couldn't happen last year. Uh, I mean, that would, if you could come, I mean, it's, it's just one of the most incredible collection of artists and they, they you know, they're, they're phenomenal. I've seen them countless times and they're just, they're so Philly. Um, it, do you think... I'm going to think, hopefully, on your behalf, that at some point you might make it here and, and join them on stage because they bring a lot of people in when they do it. So, you know, what I'm basically telling you is pester him and convince him to do that. You know what? I will now because yeah. I would love to go back and visit Philly and Jenkintown specifically. I need another hoagie in my life. <laughs> and I want to hang out with John Oates. I yeah, think that would be the greatest day ever. Hey, sure. Haley. <laughs> Over, over the past couple of years, we've formed a relationship with uh, with Beverly Goldberg. I mean, the actual <laughs> Beverly Goldberg Adams uh, mom. I forgot how I, she tweeted out something or mentioned us or something like that. Yeah. And, and Adam had mentioned something. We're like, well, we got to get in touch with her. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's one of our favorite guests. Like, we've had her on like three or four times. I'm and, so glad. Hilarious. <laughs> the last time... <laughs> She was in a battle over trying to get somebody to repair her refrigerator. Yeah, we yeah. tried to help out with that. Uh, but oh, that's that's nice of you guys to do. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm glad that she's out there connected with everybody and telling her real story. Yeah, she yeah. is Beverly Goldberg. Yeah, oh yeah. She wouldn't give us the recipe to the chicken part or the shrimp parm. Shrimp though, would parm, she? No, no. But the banana bread, she would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, she knows how to make a mean banana. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, listen, we, we we just wanted to get on and and uh, you know hit this fact that the, that it's a Wawa uh, tie-in, the anniversary of Wawa, fifty-seven years, and and so on. And obviously, it's a big part of the Goldbergs. But we're just happy this show keeps cranking out and uh, and spotlighting the the fun quirkiness of our area. And uh, you're so great, and we just uh, we just wanted to touch base. So thanks so much for doing it today. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. And will you have a hoagie for me at Wawa Week? We absolutely will. And, and release that version of Heart of Glass. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Appreciate <laughs> okay, it. I'll work on that. Haley Arantia, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Goldbergs, uh, season eight, by the way, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. on ABC, if you were not aware. Um, and we have something to give away in conjunction with that. And mm -hmm. it is a $25 Wawa gift card. Wow. How about that? Yeah. We'll take caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. And, uh, of course, the Goldbergs are teaming up. You can grab the Goldbergs 
garlic cheesy chicken parm hoagie. Oh, that's great. That sounds excellent. I'm yeah. eating it right now. Are you? Yes. And? It's delicious. At Wawa, it's delicious. <laughs> it's so good. You sound like the pudding guy. Uh, from April 16th to April 23rd, you can get it. And, for pudding. And it's support for CMN hospitals. Uh, tune in to new episodes on Wednesdays, 8 p.m. on ABC, weeknights at 7, weeknights at 7.30, weeknights at 7.30, 9 p.m. on PHL. Call number 10. And we'll do that, and then this, and then the next thing. Okay. What is the next thing? The next thing is uh, there's another Philadelphia legend. I don't oh. see the I don't see the phone line. He's up. up. He's, he, up. he's zooming. Yeah, oh we're my zooming. God. All right, real quick. You have uh, about three minutes left to enter the word flowers uh, for the money clip. So you got to do that now. Flowers, and that we we will get a winner a little bit. Five hundred dollars. Yes, he's a Philadelphia legend, and he we is love him. Going to be performing on. Uh, let's see. Wow. Saturday. Uh, Saturday, yeah, at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. And I'm telling you, I told you, I got a Twitter alert this morning that he was tweeting about us. And it was ridiculously early. We hadn't even started the show. It was like 5.30 this morning. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what he's doing up at that hour. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Bob Sagan yeah! is talking. Preston, Steve, I don't know what to say. And to hear five people applaud in the morning makes me feel like I'm on South Park. It's so good. (laughs) I am so stupid. I I got up as I do at my elderly age to go to the bathroom. And I said, hey, you know what? I'll tweet the show. That'll be great. And then I put, I'll be on at 7 a.m. Because that's L.A. time. And I forgot that there is a time difference. Yes. (laughs) But I was was shocked. So that would have been uh, for the, yeah, we would have been up at like 2 o'clock in the morning doing that this morning. Yeah. I watched the movie Mank last night because I wanted to know how good Hollywood used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you, Bob. I I just couldn't couldn't sleep. (laughs) How are you guys doing? How are you? We're doing well. And uh, I wanted to ask you, by the way, because it's the story of Mankiewicz who wrote the screenplay for it, not to go off on on, on this tangent. No, I love the tangent. I I am tangents. (laughs) Are you, I contend, a lot of people, you know, when they finally see Citizen Kane, they get dismissive of it. It is a masterpiece, is it not? It is is worth. I, I believe it is. Okay, I believe it is. In, in it Bob did a Sagan's lot world. for snow globes. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. and sl- sleds. sleds. Sleds went up. Were those the tchotchkes they sold for the? <laughs> that was the merch in the right out in the uh, the man Chinese Grama's Chinese yeah. theater. So all, is, the, all the radio stations in the area they got sent, uh, snow sure. globes and they got sleds. snow globes and rosebud yeah. sleds. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I can't think of a lot of other RKO pictures except for two more that Orson Welles made after that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but that has nothing to do. And you got to talk to my friend Bill Burrow this morning, who yeah. is uh, going to be where I'm going to be Saturday. He's going to be there in September, and he is uh, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. Well, yeah, he was being very humble about uh, Casey had mentioned that, you know, he's kind of in the in that top. Uh, upper, Chappelle range. upper echelon of, yeah. of yeah, uh, he's Bob Sagan range. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't... Uh, I, w- I would put him higher than me, and, and he would also. <laughs> <laughs> Most people would, Bob. I, I was actually talking to him. He was over my house. I'm sorry, you were going to say something about Bill. No. Go ahead. What, what you, just how great he is. Yeah, no, oh, I was just going to say, you know, he, he won't, um, he doesn't accept that, uh, uh, that, that he's at that level, which is, you know, healthy, I think, for somebody who, in, in the entertainment industry, in any industry, uh, to realize mm-hmm. that you can always be better and so on. But, uh, yeah, he was, he was kind of, um, uh, humble about that. Yes, that self-deprecating. But he's one of the best, man. 
He is one of the best. And and I was there. I was on before at the Twitter Center in Camden when he had that uh, that Opie and Anthony virus set. Oh, that it's legendary. Moved. Yeah. I was standing backstage. <laughs> I was standing next to Jeff Wills, the head of Live Nation Comedy. I was under the monitor and watching it. And I'm going, this is going great. And he, you know, <laughs> I said, this is amazing. This is exactly what I would do if I was going to get booed. But I was I had a sweet spot in the show, like right in the middle. Yeah. So by then they'd been they got tired of booing people. You know, it was kind of what we call <laughs> Herds now it wasn't a herd. It was just <laughs> booers. And he, they just, uh, he got off stage in a cold sweat. He said, did you see that? That was terrible. I said, Bill, you literally just made history that, that, what that video is going to roll forever. I, I saw a- you, I think you're on Rogan describing the whole situation and that, that right. like the comedians all actually something that was promising to be so cool and fraternal turned out to be a a, a nightmare like platoon and Mm -hmm. and you said in that moment he secured his legend by take and the fact that um he had he was dissecting everything that that you know we hold dear and the and you could win over an audience by throwing it back in their face was just an amazing thing he roasted them in the way that roasts well it was cruel what he did (laughs) but but but, you know roasts used to be meant not to be televised not to be recorded they were recorded some of them but they you know when i was roasting on comedy central that should not have been televised that should have been just for a bunch of people that want to hear that kind of language because it was you know it crossed the line it was on after 11 or 12 sure when clips run out of context now it's you know, but Bill basically said the worst things you could about my hometown people <laughs> in my loving Philly. And uh, it was hilarious because he was unrelenting. He would go five minutes, four minutes, three minutes. You know, I'm doing all 15. You deserve it. You know, and it, what I was going to say was he was over my house. We were smoking a cigar not long ago because that's the best way to get COVID. So we wanted to try that. And, um, and we're sitting there talking. And I said, you know, I'm going to be 65 in May, Bill. And, you know, it's so interesting. I got a lot of things starting for me now. I'm going to direct a right. movie later in the year. I was just in a movie. And it's things, you know, ha- I haven't even done what I came here to do yet. And he looked at me. He, he, he exhaled smoke and he said, well, you better effing hurry up. <laughs> like I said, I'm not dying, man. I mean, you know, I know Norman Lear, he's not you're, you're just guy. looking for a nice, a nice little exchange with a friend and a heart to heart. And he, he basically exactly. says you're about to die. Yeah, telling him that, that, that I've got all this great work I'm about to do that I've never done. Because I, what I share with Bill is the love of stand up. What yeah. I share with, with with everybody, all the people that do it for the right reasons, uh, and it's been hard on a lot of. Comedians that haven't been able to even make a living, but I'm very fortunate. And Bill is on fire. Um, in fact, I've got to leave and put him out. But Bill is because uh, he played a firefighter in Pete's movie. But yeah. um, but that makes no sense. See, see, it's not always good. Well, let me let me not tell you this. Good. I will tell you this, and everyone wants to ask you a question, but I, I will tell you this. I, I think things, you know, oh, you mentioned COVID and all that stuff. The things that we that everyone is sort of looking for as those flags that we're returning to normalcy rock concerts and music and and stand up and going out to see stuff like that live shows and you yeah. got that's at the heart of what has was so crippling for the the the, the comedians and musicians and uh, I, I i obviously you're you're proof positive as we're promoting your gig that we're turning around now I, I first thing i didn't know i was positive i was told i would test it negative but thank you <laughs> and i'm glad i heard it from you on the air but uh, i am 
beyond thrilled. I have had two injections. I had them in my uh, butt. Yeah. I actually did the drive through. So I, I just uh, <laughs> put your ass stuck it the- out the window. <laughs> yeah, I did the whole thing. And they, it one, there was a different cheek for each dose of the Moderna. But um, yeah. I'll just go on more about that. So what happened was I, uh, <laughs> I really know when to stop. Don't yeah. I? Anyway, but, but to go back and to be able to perform and it's not going to be uh, loaded with people, you know, they have to do the CDC guidelines. Sure. So people are going to wear masks and sure. it's going to probably be half or less, a third. I don't know what the thing is. We're doing two shows. My buddy Mike Young and I, Mike and I have toured for 10 years and um, he's, he's doing really well, but he, we're on tour again because I just, I'm so, I haven't been this excited to do stand up. I don't think ever. That's I, great. Uh, ever because they need it and yeah. i need it and yeah. and i get to i get to make people laugh and i'll be able to hear them through a mask you know yeah. <laughs> so uh bob in in the world of social media when you're posting on twitter and instagram and you're posting these photos you always have to be aware of what's going on in the background because people like to zoom in and oh you you left the toilet dispenser out and you know or whatever but now you're doing these zoom interviews and clearly You've given your background a lot of thought as well, and we've been doing this uh, with other Zoom interviews. Uh, right. So I'm noticing the stuff that is uh, neatly placed on the desk behind you, and I'm wondering if over your right shoulder, is that a Batmobile? I can't really figure out what's going on all the way. It over. looks like one, but it, yes, you know what? I think it is. It is. Yes, it is. Oh. I would go get it, but I'm wired to the computer. So, <laughs> well, so Steve. if I leave, I drag the whole damn setup off the thing. But on the other shoulder is Rodney Dangerfield, a gold. Oh. That is a award from the UCLA Brain uh, Society. Not society. It's not a society of brain people. Um, it's, it's their. It's the brains. It's the secret brain club. They're like the, uh, the the aliens from Mars Attacks. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mars Attack, people. But it's actually uh, was given to me by the people that run the brain ward and okay. the brain center at, um, which is redundant because the brain. Anyway, <laughs> you know, you're right. You were right earlier. Tangents are not a good thing. <laughs> I really should have listened. Don't right you have- when we started, but that was awarded to me by Joan Dangerfield, his widow, and a friend of mine, Joe Gray, at a big event. And I was, he was a good friend. I was, um, I officiated his funeral. Yeah, and he started me out on the young comedian special when i was like 25 Wait, 24 i remember i bob, remember yeah. bob don't you have another piece of memorabilia from rodney in your collection uh, uh, something i do it's in the other room there's a study behind here and i've got uh, rodney's uh, pot pipe and that oh, came out right. on the on the bill burr burt kreischer podcast right. and i've got a box that he kept all of his pot in and his actual wow. pot pipe. And I'm, I'm afraid to you, you can, I got a high just looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was, a lot of people don't know that he was, a, he was a very active pot smoker and that was his thing. And he was, uh, yeah. you know, I, I wonder now, now, Bob, with the strains and the potency levels, how do you, how do you think he would have held up against the current crop and strains? I don't think pot? he would have needed the brain surgery. I think it's, <laughs> I think literally he could have gone out a little more peaceful because it was elective brain surgery because it was something that was going to happen to him. All right. And I, I'm not big on elective brain surgery, just me personally, because that's why I stopped practicing yeah. brain surgery. <laughs> but um, he, he was like, man, I'll tell you, I'll smoke pot every day. I don't care who knows it. They're going to put it on my epitaph and I'm like I, I don't think you want that on your tombstone right. <laughs> but well actually on his tombstone it says there goes the neighborhood because he's oh, next to like billy God. wilder and dean martin and stuff that's but, sensational um, i want i yeah. wanted to, to just bring up uh something because you uh you were mentioning directing and getting onto some projects you're, do, you're doing 
Dirty Work was on the other night, and and that you directed that. And Norm Macdonald is, is in it. Yep. And I, to me, that and I know a lot of people feel this way. That that is a cult status level movie. Uh, do you ever get a chance? I want to marry you. I want to marry you. I am married. My wife's out of town, but if she comes back on Sunday, All so right. if we can get married right after I do the Hard Rock Saturday. It's just it, Norm Macdonald is to me is just one of the greats. As and I, I hold you in that that rare status as well as as far as what you do. But the the union of you two and there's just, it's so wrong in all the right ways. Well, it's really nice to hear you say that. And I will have something I'll be able to say in the months ahead. That ah. is damn exciting if you love that movie. All right. Wow. Um, and it's not a flip book. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would not we're, be we're as coming excited. coming out with a, a Viewmaster from Dirty Work. I used to no, love Viewmaster. It, it, <laughs> it is something that if it, if, we're, if we're doing what we're planning to do with, with who we're planning to do it with, it's going to be one of your favorite things Ooh. that oh. you've seen in a long time. So Awesome. Uh, it's a, it's it's been a couple of years in the making, but it would. I'm really I'm really not subtle. We, we know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but yeah. we can't say it for legal reasons. No, I can't. But I love Norm, and when I call him and when we talk, it's just like I'll I'll try him for like a week, or I'll text him, and then all of a sudden I'll get a phone call. Hey, Saget, why don't you ever call me? You know, it's like, you know, he's always a good one to blame other people. You know, and he, I'm always just a total sucker for his comedy. He he's is. Great. He's one of the smartest people I've ever known that does comedy. But I, I got to tell you, I've been going over. I'm, I got to tell you, I'm Bob Hope's dead. <laughs> um, I was, I've been going over a stand-up that I want to do. It's oddly, before the quarantine happened, before COVID, I was becoming more responsible in what I was doing. It would just right. seem to have more meaning. There were more stories. There was more. It wasn't p- politics or religion. I, I'm not there to do that. I'm there to entertain everybody, but yet have some actual human context of the things I grew up with. Yeah. And more, more human. And it just started happening. So I, I'm a different people go. People are now just right before quarantine. They were going, you're not as dirty as I want you to be. I'm like, <laughs> I'll throw in another word for you. I don't know what to do. You know, we, we change as, as we do this. You don't do just one speed, one right. thing. So, um, well, I think I'm just, I can't wait. Just a you know a quick observation is that your material has always been able to stand on your, I think there was, there used to be in for years, an initial shock that, you know, uh, the 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 full house guy was was for people who weren't unaware. I happen to be aware that you you know that you were great with that. But the material is it isn't it isn't predicated on the expletives. It's it it was the material was always there. You always had you always a smart comic. Thank you yeah, for yeah. knowing that because that's the truth. I don't know. I'm out of context, and all they do is take a scene from the Aristocrats, which yeah. can't be made or shown. But you know, you guys started my career. Um, not you personally, but WMMR. Yeah. I won a radio contest when I was 17 years old. Yeah. And WMMR gave me 500 bucks. I don't know if I've talked about it on your show. You have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here it it is again. (laughs) (laughs) Was that it? Was that at uh, Stephen Starr's Comedy Club? or yeah, No, actually, that's where I really started. But okay. before that, it was a place called Grandma Minnie's. And you guys were, were teenagers. And I was, <laughs> no, you were babies. I was a teenager. I was 17. I sang a song about bondage. And then people go, how did the Full House Dad get weird? I don't know. When he was 17, he sang a song about right. bondage. Right. So, I mean, it, yeah, Stephen Starr did a lot for my career. Oh, I was playing awesome. at a club at uh, 3rd and Bainbridge that he owned. Okay. But I... I 
love Philly. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I wanted to ask you about Are you that. you going to conduct an orchestra? <laughs> well, that's we, how we know yeah, we're, we're going to ask so that yeah. we don't talk over one another. And, and so that, like, uh, I, but I wanted to ask you about uh, Comedy Central Roast because you mentioned them earlier and, and they've been airing them a lot lately. And I think yeah. that they're great, but they also get cut off. In, in particular, there was one where uh, Bill Hader came out as the president of Hollywood. And I don't re- remember if you were there at that roast. Uh, no, in, no oh, I've only been to one. I've, I've, got, I've actually hosted real roasts that weren't televised, like the Jack Black roast for 2,000 people in New York. Wow. That was for the uh, the, the uh, Friars. So that was for charities. These The other charity is Comedy Central. But please continue. So Bill well, Hader got cut off. I guess my, my question is, you probably prefer to do the ones in private because the ones on Comedy Central really are just tailor-made for TV. They're chopped up. They're edited a lot. And to me, they're, it's not really pure comedy. It's more just about... Yeah, and mine was speci- particularly because I had an edgy... But bluer stand up because yeah. I I don't know I did an HBO special shot at NYU with twenty year olds so I just became a chameleon for the audience I I should have chosen a higher ground but that's who I was <laughs> as an artist but uh, that was particularly foul with my friends and Stamos hosted it had famous Cloris Leachman kiss on it that was great uh, may she rest in peace and then Gilbert who I want to sue for the rest of my life for what he said. <laughs> And people, unfortunately, people see that and they think that's if people are joking about it, it's true. That's how herd mentality works. Yeah. It's like, what? And I didn't say anything. I didn't. I just sat there and eventually laughed. Sometimes I there was actually when I was doing it, Joel Gallon, the great Greg Giraldo, who I loved so much. Oh, he's one of the best. I loved him. Right. Did you used to have him on? We had him on the show and he's he's again in that. The economy of words and the, and the execution of the concepts were just uh, unbelievable. What what a loss! So I, 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 there there Huge. are a few times I've been nervous when people have come into the studio. When Norm came in, Greg, because I just respected and you, Bob, obviously people I respect so much, and he was just great. And he and he he really they talk about Jeff Ross being and Jeff Ross is great, but to me, pound for pound, Geraldo brought it to those roasts. Yeah, and I think Jeff would agree, and we all agree. Jeff, uh, Greg was prolific and amazing, but and he said I looked like the uh, Vlasic pickle stork sitting there with those granny glasses and that large pointy nose. So that, of course, is something that I memorized. But the, the point is, he shouldn't be gone. And, yeah. and I talked yeah. to him like two weeks before he passed, and he was fine. You know, it was just a horrible thing that happened, and he he caved at a bad time. Yeah. And it's very sad, but, but I, I called him and I said, so are we going to hang out? Cause we talked about it after the roast. He said, Oh yeah, yeah. I got a girl here, Bob. I want you to talk to. And he did like a Norm Macdonald prank on me. I didn't know what was happening. And a, a young lady gets on the phone and she goes, hello, who is this? And I said, Oh, it's Bob Saget. Greg says that you wanted to talk to me, that you're apparently a fan. Uh, why would they be a fan? I said, well, I don't know. I was on that show full house. I do not know that show. I do not know who you are. And then he gets back on the phone. He's laughing his head off. He was just trying to impress somebody who sounded like Natasha and Boris were at the bar. She had no clue who anything. That's Um, great. Although Full House played in Russia, so I think they liked it. Maybe they did. Because we were of the of the right uh, <laughs> demographic. <laughs> That's a nice thing to say in the morning. Hi, everybody. Have a great day. Um, 
But I want to come into the studio next time I'm in there when I'm For playing sure. Philly, whether I play wherever. Maybe the tower again. Is the tower going to open up? Is it like, <sighs> I don't listen, know, we, we We're hoping for everything. You know this town as as well as anybody, Bob, and there's just so many great venues and and, and – the the amount of people who were devastated by this just in you know on on that level and it's not even just the performers it's the people behind the scenes and the the sound people and the all that there's been so much stuff and we we've got to do and we're trying to do everybody's sort of trying to vigorously do everything they can to get everything back up and running because the charm of this area is that that you always had so many shows and you know comedy venues and all that stuff and the tower is historical you know so we yeah, we, ho- we hope we hope I'm hoping a lot of theaters, a lot of us are doing clubs because you can't get into a lot of theaters. But I'm playing a bunch of theaters and a bunch of casinos. And I mean, the Hard Rock wanted me, Live Nation called, said we want you to be the first person to open it because we want it to be a a festival that people can bring their kids to. I said, well, it's 21 and up and it's a casino. So (laughs) you got a 15-year-old with a mustache and a fake ID. It ain't going to happen. Are you gonna? Are you just gonna be in and out to mm-hmm. AC and then and then back, or are you gonna be able to spend some time in Philly? I mean, you know, it's still restricted. No, nah, I wish bit, I could. Yeah. I've got to come back because I'm doing a show on a rooftop in San Francisco on 420 with a bunch of stoners. Nice. Um, <laughs> with with Jeff Ross and a bunch of really really funny people and proteges and friends of uh, Dave Chappelle. So I'm doing that, and then I go back to. Irvine, California. They're opening the Irvine Improv, but again, it's like a 500 seat venue. It's going to be 190 capacity. So well, half becomes. But it's not a drive-in. It's not a drive-in. It's not a drive-in. And 25 percent becomes 50 percent becomes 75 percent, and we we get we get back to it. And so oh, it happens. Yeah, Just yeah. getting out there, man. I can't. It's hard to explain. I know Bill must have been excited. We have the same publicist, and Bill yeah. is over the moon. Uh, going back, did he did he exude that or was he exhausted we, from the? Press we've tour? had longer with you than we had with him. He had to yeah, get to talk yeah, quickly. He was like, "Yeah, I gotta go. There's another guy. I gotta call Detroit, and I'm really angry about this guy. I don't know who he is, but I don't like him. I don't think he talks like Joe Pesci." <laughs> It was a good He's literally. <laughs> Please go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, that was it was oh, spot on. But uh, yeah, in fact, that's kind of the way he talked. But he's great. He's always been very, you know. And with you again, uh, lest lest people be reminded that you were have been a participant in the camp out for hunger, and and mm-hmm. you've been generous with your time, and and you know just donations always. and stuff like that. So you whatever are always... you ask, whatever you ask me to do, I will I will do it. I try to do everything I can to help yeah, as many you've, people. Cause... You've been phenomenal. Yes. We appreciate I have it. been, yeah. and I will continue to be, even though Bill <laughs> thinks I don't have long to live. <laughs> Apparently, he just has, he has the best drive-in story because he said he did a drive-in, and instead of heckling, the lady drove off. <laughs> he just, just, just drove it, off. Who was, I mean, who was talking like, about that? I think Jim Gaffigan. Or somebody was talking about it. That just the quiet hum of an engine as as the car just leaves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's worse like, than someone. It's, walking it's worse out. than someone walking out. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. You guys are lucky because you get to talk. Besides being as popular as you are, come on, let's face it, you are. And you look really good, too. You're both incredibly handsome. And you get unusually groomed for early in the morning. I I, I have to admit, and you know that I slept in these clothes. And I look very groomed. But, but you get to talk to so many people. When I see your lineup, because, you know, following you guys, it's like, wow, it's all my friends. You know? Yeah. You have Tom Pop on. You have people yeah. that are... Just wonderful, wonderful. People. Well, you are doing likewise your your, your podcast, which yeah. I which I enjoy as well. Uh, and uh, is is, that, is that a nice rest, you know, a diversion for you as well? Because you you're, you're a good interviewer it, yourself. I've gotten to be better, but thank you, thank yeah. you. I'm not you guys, but I, I I'm on my 89th show. But a Monday is Ben Folds, and this Ooh. week I had uh, Candace Cameron Bure, my TV daughter DJ. I, I got to tell you. 
I I adore her, and I and I have fallen I in too. with the with the veracity of a crack addict to the the Hallmark Christmas movies that oh she God. does. And she's the, Hallmark the queen of Christmas. Yes, she's <laughs> awesome. She's so good. Well, it's interesting because we do, you know, do a podcast these days, and because there's not that many outlets, there's the late night shows that they run the clips, there's SNL clips. Otherwise, if you want humor, you go to a podcast. Yeah. Or sensational news. So E News picked up yesterday a story about um, Candace being on my podcast, just talking about people make fun of her for being so perky. That yeah. was a news story. <laughs> that's, that's where we're at. That, <laughs> Perkiness. Perky. This just people in. Are, people are, the cynicism <laughs> comes and the pain that people are having comes out of what we've been living through, which well, is being locked right. up. Yeah. And, and, but it's a problem when the younger people, and I feel like I am one of them, yeah. I, you know, people go, well, you're an old man and we're Gen Z. And I'm like, no, you guys don't get it. I'm my standup isn't as blue as it is. It's like a 12 year old or 10 year old learning bad words. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. I mean, I'll, the word wiener comes out. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just the word, by the way. Okay. But, um, right. But, but, you know, you, you, that's the interesting part is <laughs> I, you, you can make, with a podcast, I'm able to have that outlet this year. And I've had such wonderful guests. You know, I've had Tiffany Haddish to Jake Tapper to yeah. to, to Bill Burr to Jason Sudeikis to Whoopi. You know, I mean, it's just been able. And then dear friends that I sparred with, like Gilbert and Lovitz. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I'm just going to keep doing it forever. I, I mean, I have no reason not to. It's once a week, and I love it. Well, there's there's been, and we've talked about this, there's been a... a, a, a um, Again, and I must have said this a hundred times over the past year, that there's going to be some things that are going to actually that we found, hey, this is a way we can do this. The way we're doing this right now with you, Bob, on, on the, the Zoom setup is is something that would was it was in the works, but we were forced to accelerate it. And so here we are doing that. So there are going to be some bright spots. And, and I think the fact that it accelerated you doing something that you're enjoying is a, a glass half full aspect to something that's been so profoundly unpleasant. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. This would be a dial. I'd be calling you on the phone. And yeah, so yeah. now you get good quality audio. I'm mm -hmm. on a podcast mic. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm able to do I did Kevin Hart's new podcast that'll be on next month. And it was it becomes like you're in studio talking with your friend. Right. And yeah. as you know, that's what broadcasting is. Yep. You're just being yourself and talking with your friend or, or a person that you feel like, oh, I'm a person too. <laughs> yes. you know, which, that's right. Which is, what, what I was getting at is the cynicism <laughs> is what's ripping us apart. It's, you know, it's exactly. people, no matter what you say, people, you know, if John Lennon said, all you need is love, they would go, oh, yeah, right. Canceled. <laughs> right, yeah. right. It's Cancel bizarre. him. Love. I don't have love. Canceled. But well, I think I, your I, angle, your 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 take on it is exactly right. And I, I, we, we, with with Bob Saget's in the world and and the planned Dirty Work sequel. Uh, oh, I never mentioned that. I never said a word. Saget, why are you talking about it? The ink's not even dry. Shut up. <laughs> My bad Norman. Well, up next is uh, this weekend at the Hard Rock at the uh, Edis Arena Saturday. 
Uh, there's two shows, 7 and 10 p.m., and you can get the tickets at bobsaget.com, and we'll post information and make it very easy for you to do that. Bob, it is always wonderful to have you on, man. You guys are so great, and I Thanks. will want to be in studio again. When I come home to Philly, That's I want to hang out hang yeah. out with you guys for about three or four days. Yeah, <laughs> we can do that. I was going to say all morning, but, you know. Three or four days? Three or four days yeah. works. We yeah. can make that I'm looking how groomed you are. You're going to smell good. I'm fine with that. Really. The we worst good, is yeah. when you show up, you know, and you're in some New York serious radio station, and, uh, wow, I shouldn't have said that. No, and, okay. and then, But everybody's got B.O. because they're a morning uh, shock radio, and they just—they're not. You guys are clean. We're yeah. clean. I'm only saying. one of us and, and is I, Bo. I, well, I'll have to guess. I'll, I'll, I'll know well, when I get Well, she is normally clean. Otherwise, <laughs> we love you, Bob. <laughs> love you too. Thanks, man. We gotta go, Bob. The one and only. God, I love that guy. You could talk to him for hours. He's yeah, one of the naturally most, one of the most naturally funny guys that, that I've ever met. He's, he's, he's just the best. His stand-up is so freaking oh. funny. Yep, it's sharp. Uh, all right, listen, we God, we haven't even done the lesson question yet. Yeah, it's ten thirty-eight. Oh, we right. got to move on this. All right, so today's lesson question prize is going to be a promo screening code for the new action thriller from Amazon Studios. It's Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Mm. The question I have for you this morning, which two condiments, and you can name just one of them if you want to, which two condiment-based creams are great for your butt? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that. Which two condiment-based creams are great for your butt? Heard earlier on the Preston and Steve show. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, it's brought to you this morning by Horizon. Get your air conditioning ready for warmer weather. Book Horizon's complete. 21-point AC tune-up now for $59. And you can get up to a pound of refrigerant for free if your system needs it. Horizonservices.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, notorious Wall Street pyramid schemer Bernie Madoff has died in prison at the age of 85 after a battle with kidney disease. To cover funeral costs, a GoFundMe page has been started by Satan. Ah. Oh, my God. The Pittsburgh home of Fred Rogers, a.k.a. Mr. Rogers, lived is up for sale at an asking price of $855,000. The home has been kept as sort of a museum for Rogers, right down to one of his trademark sweaters placed lovingly on top of his Sibian. Oh, Oh. And finally, Project Runway star Christian Siriano is finally divorcing his husband, Brad Walsh, nearly three years after the two split. Siriano says Walsh violated his trust when he failed to tell him he was gay. Oh. And that's your Hollywood track. All right, we're seeking for an answer to this question. Uh, which two condiment-based creams are great for your butt? Uh, you can name one of them if you want to. 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Kelly. Hi there, Kelly. Hello. All right, Kelly, uh, name one of the condiment-based creams that's great for your butt. That would be mustard. Mustard. (laughs) You got it, Kel. Hang on. You got yourself a promo screening code for the new action thriller from Amazon Studios. Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, starring Michael B. Jordan, April 29th, one grand prize winner. Also this week gets an upgrade to attend the virtual world premiere. It's the same event that talent filmmakers and other VIPs will be attending. And it includes an interactive escape room experience and an after party with DJ. Without Remorse is on Prime Video starting on April 30th. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! <laughs> All right, 
let's see here. It's brought to you by RoadCon Incorporated. If you have heavy and highway construction experience and would like to work for a company that values that experience, RoadCon wants to talk to you. You can visit road-con.com to apply online. That's road-con.com. Foo Fighters are offering uh, fans some new merchandise while helping a small Southern California business which has been struggling during the pandemic at the same time. Uh, The band is teamed with Vans Foot the Bill program. And it offers a Foo Fighters branded shoe and T-shirt for sale Mm. that will assist the Jensen Guitar and Music Company in Santa Barbara. Uh, Guitarist Chris Shiflett chose the business. He said, Jensen Guitar and Music Company has always held a special place in my heart. Not only is it the shop for me and my brothers that that we learned how to play guitar in, uh, but my brother Mike teaches there now. And I have so many great memories of being in Jensen's as a little kid. I'm so excited. Foo Fighters and Vans are lending a hand to help them get through the rough year. Uh, the shoes are currently on sale for $95. The T-shirt is not yet available. Pearl Jam's Mike McCready is seeing the light at the end of the COVID tunnel and feels as though Pearl Jam might be gearing up to tour soon. Marissa. That's okay. Okay. Uh, the guitarist spoke Casey. Marissa! Case is trying to get your attention. It's and it's distracting. It's hard, me. Sorry. Yeah. So the guitar. I was trying not to. I know too, you, man. The guitarist spoke to Marisa. Spin Marisa. and admitted being bummed that the band Marisa. Marisa. that the band never found out. Go ahead, press. What's wrong? Can't concentrate. And found, uh, okay. The guitarist spoke to Spin and admitted being bummed that the band never found out how its last album, Gigaton, would have uh, come together in concert. It was so, he said, I was so ready to see what was going to work. Was Dance of the Clairvoyance going to work live? Could we pull that off? Could we pull off some of the stuff that's on that record? You never know until you start playing. Above all else, uh, McCready revealed he misses his bandmates. He said, I fail out of touch musically with them because I haven't played with them for so long. I'm sick of just playing by myself. I do that a lot. I learned how to do garage band, but it's never as exciting as when you're playing with someone else. Hey, did you see the Fender guitar that they made for him? No. Fender Custom made one for McCready. It's an old-looking guitar, but it's brand new, and... um uh, Pearl Jam put it up on their social media, uh, and he, he jams on it. It's pretty incredible, and he it looks like the one from the Alive video. Yeah, and I think they look did that. <laughs> I think they did that in his honor. Hey, look at here, <laughs> Marissa, Marissa. <laughs> and he's trying to get Marissa's attention. He put this up on social media. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Snorted a little bit. Okay. Uh, anyhow, he's excited to get back to playing with those guys. Good. And then finally, Weezer released the music video for their OK Human track, Grapes of Wrath, on the 82nd anniversary of the Steinbeck novel. Uh, the clip shows Rivers Cuomo ditching uh, the band. <laughs> Marissa. Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> ditching the band's weekly Zoom call to catch up on his reading and some yoga. And that's it. I'm wrapping it up. That's all right. We're having music news. Yep. We're going to break. We're going to come back, and we're going to get you close to winning our Word of the Week prize, which we give away tomorrow. So we'll come back in a second and get that letter. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Hey, I want to thank our guests. We had uh, Andrew Fazekas, who is from uh, National Geographic, uh, and his uh, book is called... Uh, backyard guy to the nice guy, very nice guy. Interesting things saying to say about uh, stargazing, and then he got cut off. Yes, awesome. uh, apparently he said something too volatile. Uh, but no, no. Uh, then we had Bill Burr. Uh, he will be at the Edis Arena, but not till. And that's by the way the Hard Rock Casino, yeah. uh, and that's Atlantic City, uh, September third to the fourth. Uh, so it was great to talk to him in advance of that. And then after that, we spoke spoke to uh, Haley Orantia from uh, the Goldbergs. She's so good. And it is Wawa Week in conjunction with the Goldbergs, which is pretty awesome. And they have some cool things going on there as a, a special sandwich. They have the, the Goldbergs Garlic Cheesy Chicken Parm Hoagie, which is available till the 23rd, starting tomorrow, by the way. And uh, also, in honor of the 57th anniversary of bringing the community together, Wawa will donate a portion of proceeds from every Goldberg's Garlic Cheesy Chicken Parm Hoagie sold to Children's Miracle Network up to $100,000. Nice. Pretty sweet deal. So it's great to have them on. We also want to thank Bob Saget, who is wonderful, loves this area with all of his heart. Uh, And he's got two shows tomorrow at the Hard Rock. And that is 7 and 10 p.m. So you can get tickets at Ticketmaster.com or you can go through Bob's website and get them that way. But uh, plenty of different ways to do that. And we also mentioned a save the date for the Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 18th, which means your last opportunity to donate and still be eligible for our blood drive is next Thursday. So a week from today. You have a week to sign up, get a blood donation in, and then be able to donate at our blood drive. Uh, locations and appointment sign-up information is going to be announced later this month. Right now, save the date, June 18th. And I can tell you something. They are, they're they're hurting. So if you can get one in before, um, you know, you start to hold it for the uh, for the big drive, that'd be great. Brent Porsche is here. Hey, hey, good morning, good morning. Nice to see you, you sir. You as well, thank you. Uh, I like your silver tide. Yeah, uh, thanks, sure man, by the way. That's, that's really cool. Thank you. Uh, you ready for the letter? Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. Uh, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter H is in hemispheres. Ooh, excellent. Gotcha. from Rush. We have a four-pack of tickets to see the Flyers take on the Caps. That is Saturday. It's at 1230 Wells Fargo Center, and if you're interested, single-game tickets are now on sale at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. I enjoyed the Diver Down set yesterday in the Workforce Blocks. Haven't heard a few of those songs in quite a while. It's such a great album, I love it. They didn't really like it as a band, Mm -hmm. but I dig it. I think there's great stuff on there. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen said that he'd rather have a bomb with an original song than have a hit with... The covers. <laughs> no. Wow. Oh, well, I'm dancing in the streets as right. if they did a great Yeah, they had a whole bunch of good ones so. on there for sure. All right. Anyway, what's coming up, man? On the program today, Workforce Blocks. Today is the 20th anniversary of the passing of Joey Ramone. So we're going to mm. be doing uh, a Ramone's Block. Also, Motley Crue and some Shine Down. I'm being yelled at this week because I haven't been playing enough Shine Down. So <laughs> well, you are Mr. Shine Down. Yeah, yeah it's your yeah, deal. Yeah. But yeah. You, you don't want to appear. So like we're going to be doing like a 20 song block. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, today actually marks the 49th anniversary of a really cool MMA. MMR live event, so we're going to be highlighting that coming up in the 2 o'clock hour, plus two more chances to win 500 bucks part of Preston and Steve's Money Clips. Stick around with Brent Porsche, gang. i got to thank our sponsors. Real quick, I want to mention our big friggin' deal. It's a 75 for $75 with uh, King Shooter Supply and King of Prussia. You get an hour classroom instruction for fundamental training on safety, safe handling, and firearm familiarization, followed by range time. 
with an instructor, and you can get that deal while supplies last at WMMR.com. Uh, the show is brought to you by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President and Steve Show, and also Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, and Road Con Incorporated, now hiring for heavy and highway construction positions at road-con.com. That's road-con.com. Uh, tomorrow on the program, comedian John Doerr will be joining us. Ah. Uh, and also a friend of ours popped up on BuzzFeed today, Dr. Jill McDervitt, McDevitt. Uh, she is a sex therapist. She's been on our show before. She came out and hosted a party that we had. She's a sexpert. She is the best. She used to have a um, uh, shop in Westchester, and now she lives in San Diego. And so we're going to uh, touch base again. Do you remember they kept trying to chase her out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, they like it at all. Uh, so that and more tomorrow. That is it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Rebuilding means electing leaders who get things done. Jennifer McClellan has spent the last 15 years fighting to ensure working families make a living wage and have access to health care. With her perspective and action, Virginians can recover from this pandemic. Now you can vote to make McClellan the first black woman governor in the U.S. McClellan will continue to look out for us and uplift our voices. Vote early now or on June 8th. Let's put her in the governor's mansion. Paid for by Care in Action. Authorized by Jennifer McClellan for governor.